Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready? Let's go! From the IMLD Home Studios, in its ninth season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Your football party is live with your hosts, Jay and Dre. You do indeed have us live in much less detail, the podcast, live and in person for you here on a Saturday night, November the 20th, 2021, only a half a week before Thanksgiving is already upon us. I'm Dre, he's Jay. Yeah, this season, boy, I, I, you know, I was complaining last week about how I'd lost such a big lead so quickly, only halfway through the season, and then here comes week 10, and I, I Gain seven back, seven and zero, oh, just sweep right through. Like, no big deal. Dre's back, whatever. You know, th- this season is just drunk. There's, there's no other way to, to describe it. Jay, uh, I'm not gonna lay it on too thick. I'm not gonna brag too much, but you know, I'm gonna gonna need you a little here and there. But I, I recognize before you even say a word, no, that wasn't sustainable. That wasn't any kind of geniusness on my part. That was one of those weeks where every single thing. Went my way. I ran the gamut. I had a, a couple of beatdowns. I had a couple of completely cheap-ass backdoor covers. I understand. I had everything working for me. It was just one of those weeks. But, but what a perfect week to, to symbolize what this season has been so far. The the funny part is is I don't even feel bad about it because I looked at my picks and it's like I don't know if we've ever had this feeling. Tell me if you've ever had this feeling where you look at your week and you had a really bad week and you go, I lost my picks, but I didn't feel like I made bad picks. No, I get it. They just lined up against you, right? Things just went your way. I mean, every every possible random bad thing that could happen. You know, like you said, there was some there was some you know, obviously bad picks, like, like beat down bad picks. And some of those came out of nowhere. And obviously I think some of those picks that just went completely upside down for me. I mean, I don't think you even expected them to go like that upside down. I, 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 I think obviously when you're just picking a number, you're happy. If you just cover, you don't expect to cover and, and pile on, right. You, we're not sitting here. Well, and, and also, you know, like, how do I know we're going into Sunday thinking Kyler Murray's going to play, right. Right. Yeah. That's... that's my fault. That's my fault not putting a contingency on that. Um, I didn't even know his, that he wasn't playing honestly until like I was so busy at work last Sunday. I didn't even know he was pl- not playing until after the game started. I was like, oh, here right. we go. So yeah, obviously that one, uh, that one gets me. Um, yeah, yeah. I just it was just a, it was just one of those weeks. Just you know, I'm sitting there going, you know, Dre's patting himself on the back because he's just unlocked the secret. 
all you have to do is look at yards per play. I, I figured that you sold your house, moved to Vegas <laughs> because you had unlocked the secret to gambling success by looking at just one stat out of all the stats in football. And I'm like, you know what? Hey, good for you. It worked for a week. You said you were going to simplify things. Um, I love when you have those really good weeks because it kind of makes you overconfident. So, you know, I, I want to see, I want to see you go to that well again. Oh, my head was was floating all week. As big as it usually is, it was even bigger. Um, now, really, the yards per play thing only really came into effect with that one pick where I was, uh, like I said, I was looking at all the, the best teams in the league all are in the top half yeah. of yards per play. And then right in the middle of all of that is the 49ers. And I'm like, wait a minute, that kind of doesn't make sense. Why? And I was wondering why they were always, why they were in the, the top five yards per play yeah. defensively and offensively with a losing record. And you took a cursory glance at the, uh, at the numbers and said, I got your answer. Why they don't get any turnovers and they, yeah. and they, and they don't uh, take care of the football. They give up the ball and they don't take it back. There's your answer. And I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. And guess what? 49ers were listening to the show. <laughs> they they went took right the ball out. and they didn't give it back, uh, you know, <laughs> but okay. So let's talk about that game. Um, are are we at the point in the season now where we've seen enough to say I'm a little I'm a little worried about Matthew Stafford and his like coming up small in big spots or uh, when the light is on it seems like he kind of like shrinks away. Yeah, he had, he had a couple all, bad games. Could be all those. Could be all the years in Detroit, right? You know, and he, he's in with the high expectations, and obviously the high point for them was when they had he had that great game against the Bucks. But that's about the list. That's it. That's the list. And, and that's the list. And going on the road and and just doing that against a division rival, um, that's that's I mean, undermanned. It almost always undermanned. It seems like the Niners are these last few seasons. Uh, you, you can't you can't put that up. You you can't have that happen to you in prime time like that. Oh yeah, you can because you you called it. You you got you talked about the Rams curse. You talked about all the garbage that they're picking up, and, and maybe they're just cursed and get all these. Bad. You 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 said it was going to happen. And I then jinxed you the Rams anyway. I did. I put the voodoo hex on the Rams. I'm like, you guys are taking all these players from these the, these other teams, and you're getting worse. Um, legitimate. Uh, look at that game from my vantage point was a tremendous clock draining game plan by Kyle Shanahan. They uh, they did just run the ball. They ran it with a, with a purpose to really wear out the Rams. They went sideline to sideline with it. Was that a 19 yard drive to start the game? I mean, 19 play drive play drive. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Uh, And for the game, 44 runs to 19 throws. That's definitely on purpose. That's, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is minimized. You don't have, uh, you know, you can't have him uh, give up the football and not take care of the football if you don't ask him to throw hardly. So that was uh, just a, a great game plan by by San Francisco. I think more so than anything the Rams did. Uh, but Matthew Stafford made some panic plays too. I don't want to act like he was, you know, faultless or anything like that. Um, is that a, an indication of, of the big spotlight? I don't think so, but – you know, anyone can draw their own conclusion. Uh, he's had a couple uh, bad games, that's for sure. On the ra- it's on the radar. You, you got to be watching. 
You know, you got some. You've got some teams now that are in some unexpected dogfights, right? There are two teams specifically who, you know, are really going to fight it out all season. One team um, with the Rams, where they're going to fight it out with Arizona all year. Maybe we didn't expect that all year long, right? I actually had San Francisco to be more of a contender, and who knows? It's the longest season ever. And, you, and you've got the Bills, who are in a definitely in an unexpected division fight where you thought this was going to be theirs for you know a long time, and now you got the Patriots just like, they're back. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They're not oh, dead. Man. They're no. Uh, far from it. And uh, putting some, uh, what's that, two, two butt whoopings in a row that the uh, that the Patriots have administered uh, now that we've seen them play on Thursday night and what they did to Cleveland, which was criminal. Yeah, I'm scared of them. I'm not gonna lie. That that's that's Belichick. That's the best coach uh, that's ever done this. That's yes. the, the the Patriot way and all that crap. Um, they're scary. They are getting stronger. They're getting uh, more veteran leadership. Sort of, you know, Mac Jones. All the jokes was about, you know, Tom Brady Jr. when he got drafted. And, man, uh, he keeps it, playing like this. It, you, know? <laughs> you know, and I'll tell you what, making, you know, getting play out of guys who are basically, you consider cast-offs, you know, Nelson Aguilar, uh, cast-off, right? Oh, yeah. You know, that's not a, that, that wasn't a big get when they signed him. They've got a, a late-round running back that was piling up the yards, uh, doing it again on uh, Thursday night. And I, and I don't care what you say about how bad any or how good any team is in the NFL. When you shut somebody out in, in right. this day and age, you've done something, right? And they, they went out uh, – they, they went – was they go to Atlanta? Yeah, that was in the, that was in the dome. Yeah, they went down there and, and shut them out. And then this is again, this is after we see a game last Sunday where the Packers do something that has never been done before and shut out Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's not easy. I think it's easier to put up 40s than it is to hold a team to a zero right now in this NFL. Especially the way the rules are set for yeah. offenses to do whatever they want, the way rosters are set to emphasize, you know, put all your athletes on offense and kind of hold your breath on defense and hope that you don't get steamrolled. Right. Uh, and, to, uh, and realistically, all you got to, you know, to score anything, all you got to do is let a team, you know, all you got to do is get to about the 25, right? Right. <laughs> and, and you, you could at least have a, a, a sizable chance of making a field goal. And yeah, uh, to, to see these zeros and threes and, and sevens, it's just whew, we, we, it is it is a it's a crazy league right now. And to and have shutouts to see two shutouts in a five day period was just a little bit mind blowing to me. And the Falcons, we almost should have seen coming. I don't know why yeah, after, either after one of the us egg, after <laughs> <Yeah>. that egg. <laughs> after the Cowboys beat him about as completely as possible on Sunday. Uh, Then we pick him to bounce back against New England on Thursday night, and they respond with no points. And not only no points, but uh, the trifecta, the hat trick uh, of interceptions, now that's something you really don't see. You talk about rare. You get all three of your quarterbacks to throw a pick. That's impressive. Yeah. And there we go. Uh, I just watch out for those Patriots. They're basically sitting a uh, 
a game back uh, right now. Well, I guess I would say half a game back right now in in the standings just by virtue of uh, having played two more games right now uh, than the Bills. So it's just a it's really just a percentage point issue. But man, uh, you know, I, I, did we both? I believe we both had the Patriots in the playoffs this season. If I'm thinking back. Yeah, I believe we did. Um, so you we, know, don't let's not hurt ourselves. Let's let's not hurt ourselves. Reach around and pat ourselves <laughs> on the back. But we well for anyone who who doubted and didn't have them, we warned you. We told you this is what they do. They they regroup, they rebuild, and yeah, you know, they they got their quarterback in the draft. It just everything just felt like it was going. This is kind of what we figured was going to happen. You, you know, Mac Jones gets that experience. And second half of the year, here come the Patriots. The, the, the defense is healthy. They're back from last year, all the, the injuries and guys sitting yep. out because of COVID. And, uh, yeah, we, we kind of saw all of that coming. And then we picked the Falcons Thursday. I still can't believe uh, we made that pick. Yeah, I, I don't want to draw I don't want to draw any parallels, but it, it's, starting to, it's starting to feel like that 0-1 team, isn't it? I know. That, that's why I said I'm scared. <laughs> like, oh, no. You know, we're, <laughs> haven't we're, we seen we're, this? Because they hid Brady and they hid Brady, and then it just you know they build the confidence. Their defense was playing great, and then they start winning some games. And now they're not just winning games; they're convincingly winning games. I mean, they they what they did like again, Cleveland forty-five to seven. Yeah, Matthew Judon blasts Baker Mayfield, takes him right out of the game. We talked about Baker's being held together by duct tape at this point, and yeah, well, uh, yeah, we knew it was one play. Mm-hmm. That's one of the few picks that uh, I won. Uh, it, it was you. You had four wins last week, and that was yeah. one of them. I got one right, you know. But you know what? I got my lock. There you go. Only four wins, but one of them was your lock. So, and I was yeah. convinced. I was convinced that I was right with that lock about the Bills bounce back. So, I got one. I got the narrative lock. <laughs> uh, and they they do do to the Jets what uh, what a team is supposed to do to the Jets. So there you go. Yes. And, and, and again, what'd you learn about the Buffalo Bills? Uh, nothing. <laughs> they, can, they can beat the living crap out of bad teams. That's what yeah, I learned schedule. about the Buffalo Bills. That, Good. Yeah. They finally get a real team this week. so They we'll, do. We'll finally learn a little something about the Bills uh, for uh, tomorrow yes. afternoon. A couple of seasons uh, ago, that would have been a, a highlight game for us. Indeed. Ooh, the days of the highlight games, man. That is uh, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Feels like it, but it really wasn't that long ago. <laughs> two, uh, two you seasons, know, three seasons. Uh, it, it feels longer than that. It feels like it was, you know, a decade ago because the yeah. show's been on for nine years. It's our ninth season, as as some yeah. loud mouth said in the opening uh, credits. There, the, the uh, format has changed multiple times. If anything, we're adaptable. Whatever it is, we wind up talking football for a couple of hours, and either way, you know, we, we do what we do. If you haven't figured it out by now, we can talk for a while. No matter what the format is, we will just format it. We'll, we'll shape it to where we need it to be. We'll mold it and, and massage yeah. it and, and make it whatever we need to do at that point. But eventually, we're going to wind up going on and on for two hours and maybe longer yeah. because that's what we do. Well, uh, I guess if he wasn't before, I, I will have to go on record and say uh, we need a, we need a Bryce and Brooklyn wellness check because that's I, I'm I'm fearful about suicide watch 
Um, that would be my lock. Man. Yeah. yeah. Those, the, the, those feisty those Steelers, lions. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course I go against my own, you know, again, this is me picking against myself, right? Because I believe I'm on record. Nobody comes up smaller than the Pittsburgh Steelers against bad competition, but I'm like, well, they can't do it two weeks in a row. Oh, I tried to tell you, you know, and the lions are just so bad. But so are the Mason Rudolph Steelers. <laughs> but, man, they just let them hang around. Yeah, I mean, the, the Steelers actually had to come back to force that tie. Yeah, nobody wanted to win that game. Nobody. And nobody wanted to Yeah, that game gets to overtime, and, uh, yeah, I don't want it. You want it? No, I don't want it. Uh, no, nah, I don't want it. Yeah. If any game deserved to be a tie, it's that yes. one. Very fitting. Yes. Very fitting. So the, the Lions, so the Lions will not have – they may have a winless season, but they will not lose every game. That's that's better than uh, losing every game. It, it might not be a win, but it's not a loss. <laughs> I, I, um, right? They could run off and yeah. that day. They can hold their heads high. We yeah. didn't lose. <laughs> Did they get on the bus uh, to the plane chanting, we didn't lose. We oh. didn't lose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah, you you, you know, did your victories where you can, I guess. Yeah, but I, I guess the picture, you know, we start looking at the picture. I guess it's starting to become clearer. Uh, you, you know, you, you pulled out the you pulled out a, a straight-up victory, although I don't know if you had Washington to straight-up win. I think you just had them covering the big number. Didn't uh, have <laughs> something, something, something doesn't look right with that Tampa team. It never looks right when Tom Brady actually gets pressure and he starts. That's that's uh, two in a row. Yeah, so, so that's two in a row, right? And that's and that's two in a row losing to Trevor Simeon and <laughs> and, and Tyler Heineken. Beer man. Yeah. Yeah, that's not uh, the the murderer's row of quarterbacks. Those two guys will have uh, lifetime memories and something they can then tell their children yeah. about and give them the game ball. <laughs> this is when I beat Tom Brady, kid. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know, is, is Washington – well, then, of course, Washington loses Chase Young in the process. Of course. Right. The, the so, D finally shows up. There's that Washington defense I've been waiting for, and then Chase Young's out well, the well, yeah, you win, but yeah. at, at what cost? Right. You know, it's one of those, in, in a division, those seasons. In, in a division, they have no chance. The, the, well, that yeah. division's over, right? Cowboys, it's over. Yeah, um, barring, by me for them to repeat for the division that that's not going to work out. Yeah, hey, so far me having the Cowboys to win that division is looking okay. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll take that one. Actually, I'm, I'm looking pretty good across the NFC except for I had the Niners to win that. That's not going to happen. The, mm-hmm. They fight, you know. They they try hard. I mean, they're not the tryhards like the Giants, but you just get that feeling like the Niners just it's like something's just not, I'm not there, but. You know, well, you know, they don't they they don't want that quarterback. I know Kyle Shanahan yeah. keep act, keeps acting like he does, but they yeah. really don't want the starting quarterback to be the guy. Well, you drafted his replacement at five, so yeah, that kind of makes sense to me. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's issues there, but they uh, I I don't know. I don't want to say that they're about to make a run or they're gonna, but I'm just saying that that's why I made that pick is that they look like one of those teams that's much better than what their record indicates. Not not every team is what right. their record is. So, you know, sometimes you got 
mitigating circumstances. So, which was uh, which I was, was uh, how we pegged the Vikings, and we were right. Yeah, the uh, beating the Clippers. Well, the Clippers. You want to talk about a team that's got some some issues despite having a winning record? Like, yeah, they're they're so hot and cold. Like, if Justin Herbert isn't just hurling the ball through the air and, and winning games by himself, like they're they're kind of in the wilderness. Well, it, it, honestly, it doesn't seem like. Um, yes, they need him to do that, but then when they win those games, they barely win those games. So they're right, like they're not so, blowing right. anyone out. No. So Justin Herbert, being as talented and as good at football as he is, is just a a big band aid on a lot of problems with that Clipper Chargers squad. And that's the the case with a lot of teams when they get the the young quarterback with the big arm. Uh, the, yeah. I almost feel like the Bengals are in the same boat. Like, the, you know, they got Joe Burrow, and he's got that big arm. He's got Jamar Chase, but when that's not working, it's like, oh, yeah, that's. I don't I don't like the looks of them when that when that thing isn't turned on the way it's supposed to be. I know they were on bye last week, but uh, like that that's one of the teams when you start out so hot like they did 3-0 and and whatnot and everyone's talking about the Bengals. The Bengals are, man, you can't stop the Bengals. Uh, that, that's not so much the case anymore. Uh, I, I definitely want to look at that matchup this week as, as one of the more intriguing ones uh, when they uh, go out to Vegas because both of those teams really are in the same boat. Yeah, teams that are a bit reeling, right? Teams that started fast look like, oh, yeah, they, they, they're, they're going to be there this year. They got a shot. And now you kind of look up at the standings. You're like, oh, mm. these two teams are kind of on the outside looking in now. Right. And, you know, but the, but again, those two divisions, I mean, the West and the and the North in the NFC, uh, every team in both of those divisions has either five or six wins. Yeah. So – you know, you're at the halfway point, and if you think you've got either one of those figured out, uh, yeah, you know, call, text, email the show. <laughs> <laughs> if you got some hot tips for us, <laughs> drop us a line. If you've got the North or the West figured out in the AFC, uh, yeah, drop us a line. We'd love to. We'd love to know how that's going to shake out. You know, the Chiefs look great for a week, but did you learn anything? It's like, oh, they're back. No, come on. They they look back, but yeah, how can you say for sure? Like yeah. that was, they, was beat one up, they beat up on a squad that's just had one too many wrong turns this season. And also, it's a division rival, so they know yes. them as well as as any team. And that's what that looked like to me. That's the only thing that I think I learned was that Pat Mahomes can get his mojo back and get his confidence back when he's facing a defense and a scheme and uh, and guys that he knows uh, because he looked like he knew where he wanted to go on every ball. He knew where his guys were supposed to be on every ball. He, you didn't see the, the hitching and the pump faking and the hesitations. He went right to where he wanted to go repeatedly. Um, they even started sprinkling in some crazy plays and, 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 fancy plays because the confidence was obviously there that they could do that. I like that cute play that they ran in the uh, first quarter where they had Blake Bell, uh, the tight end in motion. He stopped to take the snap and, and take a dive while Pat was 
pretending to be looking at his wristband. And I'm like, oh, that's that's nice. <laughs> He's like the quarterback is what, what's he doing? What's he? it's almost like the commercial where they're running the baby out there and then distracting it. Oh, look at the cute baby. Oh wait, it's a football and they're running it into the end zone. So that's when you know Andy uh, Andy Reid and the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes yeah. have their their mojos when they start wheeling out cute plays and trick plays and start doing that type of stuff. Uh, it, it didn't even start out well because Pat in the first drive uh, went lefty for a dump off because he was getting pressured. It's like, um, d- mm. dude, you, it, yeah. it, that's not going to be the way you come back and, and, and be Pat Mahomes is just doing that stuff. That's the stuff that he does when he's hot and it goes for, you know, huge plays, not just panic plays on third down. Uh, that you know, we call that the the, the Carson wins uh, going lefty, and and that that usually doesn't go well. <laughs> well, especially when you're in your own end zone and about to get sacked. <laughs> little little different situation, right? Uh, but no, the Raiders were game. The, the Raiders were definitely willing participants in the beatdown. They they were they were hanging in there early. The game was not out of hand. They completely abandoned the run. They just quit on trying to run the football. Uh, their rushing attempts were, were pretty sad for pretty much the whole game. Although, you know, the, the the Chiefs aren't a much better team running the football, but they don't need to be. You got, you know, you got the MVP quarterback back there, and when you can just sling it and go for 400 because your uh, secondary, which had been playing better, right? We were talking up that uh, Raiders secondary some. Uh, they just right. decided not to show up. They had no answer for for they had no answer for Kelsey. They had no answer for Tyree Kill. This is kind of no. what happens, uh, yes. you know, when when the Chiefs are on and 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 like I said, they started out a little slow and a little questioned, but got going slowly and just kind of kept kept showing these signs like okay, they look back to normal. Okay, they're they're getting there. It looks like it's you know slowly getting back to what they're supposed to be. Um, and then the second half, they just the floodgates just open, and now you can, if you're Pat Mahomes, you can throw up jump balls where Daryl Williams, the running back, goes up and mosses somebody, and it's like, oh, Chiefs are back. That's why, you know, you can say the Chiefs are back based on that type of stuff. It's only one game, and it's like I said, it's a division opponent, so Pat looked a lot more comfortable. But I, I understand why people are, you know, oh, they're back, there they are, because they certainly look like it. So now you come with. KC and Dallas, what a perfect yes. time for that game of the year because both those teams last week looked like, oh, they're clicking 100%. And now, you know, which one actually, you know, is real and which one is going to fall by the wayside. And that's certainly going to be a game we talk a, a talk a lot about coming up when we make a, when we make those picks. Yeah, that, that Dallas offense, is, I mean, is really good this year. I mean, they're, they're scoring – points and bunches i mean they're you know their their points scored is right up there with uh what they've they've got what looking at it right now what three less points scored than the cardinals and right we got cardinals offense right right mm-hmm. uh but the cowboys have played a whole less game right so i mean they've scored more points than tommy uh, so yeah, it's been, they've scored more points than the Josh Allen Bills. I mean, that is if you go points per game, I believe Dallas is number one in the league. That's right. They're uh, number one in the uh, conference for a point differential. 
Uh, yeah. The only teams beating him out are those Bills and Patriots who are just destroying everybody. Yeah, that, but that, the Patriots one is the one that really jumps out. because 300 points already. 300, 300 points. points. Again, that's 11 games. That's, so that's two extra games than the Cowboys. Sure. It, it's not that. It's the plus 123. That's what stands <laughs> out. It's crazy. You look at that Patriots. Nothing really go. Nothing jumps out at you and goes. Eh, you know they were two and four. Nothing looked like it was going right. Now here they are, seven and four, at a plus one twenty three. They look. They look monstrous. They look absolutely monstrous. Yeah, and and went in their and went in their last two games. I believe it's uh, seventy to seven. Their last two <laughs> games now. Oh Lord! Just doing the quick math on. On those results, that that's obscene that you can do that. And to again, a, a good Cleveland team and an Atlanta team at home that should score more than zero points. Well, they should. Just, just saying, they should score more than zero. Oh man, but the, those two games, the Cowboys and then that one, you talk about you can't look more feeble in two straight games than the Falcons did in, in those games. They look like neither one of those games, they look like they belonged on the same field. Like yeah, it, they, it they, fell apart quick for the Falcons. And that's, is, does that look like, is that the same team that just beat the saints and was four right. and four and like thinking, Oh wow. You know, we got, we got to, ch- no, you no. can't go to Dallas and get 43 to three hung on you and then go home after that embarrassment and put up a you zero. Squadooshed. And I was excited for Arthur Smith going there like, hey, this is the first time Matt Ryan's had an offensive head coach. Oh, oh my God. It's like, where's Mike Smith? In fairness, he's missing a lot of weapons. I get it. I get it. They have zero. Yeah. They, I mean, obviously, they don't have a running back. They really don't have a legitimate running game. They're off at the receiver situation is a mess, right? You know, Calvin Ridley is just kind of AWOL, right? He's just working out things in his life, so he just left Still the working on his mentals, Tim. Or, yeah, working on the yeah. So I get it. It's a mess. You know, hey, if anything, uh, you're just improving your draft stock right now. <laughs> That's about <laughs> what you're doing. Yeah, it, I really had a, a red, you know, red light go off in my head when I saw that the, the only, like, weapon outside of, Kyle Pitts that the Falcons even have Cordero had this Patterson. year, Cordero Patterson was yeah. going to miss the game, and I'm like, um, oh, and I, I still, I still made the pick because I just they blanked. They just, what do we do without the great Cordero Patterson? <laughs> I, I was going on the narrative, and I said it in the tweet. I said uh, Matt yeah. Ryan has been hearing about twenty eight to three ever since it happened, and this is his chance to, sh- you know, okay, I'm gonna shut all y'all up, and I'm gonna go out here and do the best that I can, even yep. if I have no weapons on. the well, it, it was one missing weapon too many, I guess. And, he yep. just... and, and, and again, Matt Ryan, they get it, they, they get into scoring range, and Matt Ryan finds a way to take a like 15-yard sack to get them knocked out of field goal range on the third down because that's just Matt Ryan's move. That is something he seems to do a lot. Yeah. Watching it for his whole career. <laughs> uh, so we uh, briefly touched on the Vikings over the Clippers. You know, they lost the lead, the Vikings did, as they, as they are wont to do uh, in the second half, but you're, you're playing the Clippers, so you know they would grind back running the ball and setting up throwing touchdowns uh, and a big outing for Justin Jefferson. So yep. you know, the, is that the 
the Vikings? That the is that when uh, about the Vikings coming back, or is that more about the Chargers sort of stepping backwards and, and falling on themselves? The Vikings are a, a good team with a bad record. That, that's the way I. That's just completely the way I sum up that team. And they were a they were a matchup problem for the Chargers, right? They're a really good running team. The Chargers can't stop the run. That opens up Kirk Cousins to not feel pressure to operate. And, and again, Kirk Cousins statistically, phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had two, 294, two touchdowns, and a, another game without an interception for Philip uh, for Philip for Philip for, for, for Kirk Cousins. Uh, his his stats this season are, I mean, 18 touchdowns and two picks. This is very unkirk cousins like he's having a fantastic year statistically they have a losing record they're de- definitely not the best team defensively but yeah minnesota is one of those teams that you overlook them and they'll jump up and get you and the chargers have proven to me now they'll let anybody hang around with them too doesn't matter if they win it's going to be close they're going to gut it out they're going to their coach has been, you know, we talked about his, you know, the riverboat run tendencies of their coach. And and they, they're just, they're winning these games. They're not, they're not really blowing anybody out uh, when they're winning these games, right? They barely beat, uh, they barely beat the Eagles. They barely lost to the Patriots. Um, that game that they beat the uh, Browns, they, they didn't actually even deserve to win that game. Uh, Cleveland was getting hosed up and down the field in that game by the officials. Um, a lot of their wins have been, you know, a touchdown or less. Uh, they're they're a young, improving team. Uh, doesn't know what to do with prosperity, and then when they do get on the wrong end of a game, sometimes they go it goes upside down for them pretty bad. Yeah, that's to me is. Uh... That's about the Clippers uh, more so than the Vikings. I think the Vikings are the known quantity there. Like the Vikings, if they keep their offense balanced and don't rely too much on the run or too much on Cousins, uh, can can jump up and bite anybody. Honestly, uh, but the Clippers, you can't have the the big arm quarterback and, and let Kirk Cousins come in there and out throw you by a hundred yards. You can't do that. Um, the Vikings do not have the uh, the defense. Uh, to, to warrant that they've gotten a lot of good pressure, but their back end is leaky and a little old. And I don't think that there's really too much excuse for Justin Herbert to throw for 195 in a you know potential shootout game like that. Like that just doesn't even make sense. Uh, I, I think he's had some uh, inconsistency issues. I you know as a prospect, uh, long term, I still like him. But he's not there yet. His coach Brandon Staley is brand new. He's not there yet. Um, that's about the Clippers sort of showing themselves to be a, a I don't want to say fraud, but you know, just a little real or fake there. To, uh, I think that's all that game was about. Was the Clippers are you know probably a little fake a little, and looking a little fakey. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I'm actually looking at Justin Herbert's uh, stats right now from last year to this year, and he's the same guy. He's almost exactly the same QB rating almost the exact same uh, yards per game, 0.1 different on yards per attempt. His touchdown-interception ratio, almost the same. Um, So, yeah, so he's pretty much – he's doing what he did last year. 
the Chargers <laughs> were so snake bit, right? We just knew that some of those two, three, one points, you know, seven points, some of those losses were eventually going to convert into wins. They just couldn't keep losing every game by a field goal like they did when Anthony Lynn was there. Like that, that team was so snake bit that you figured just on the talent alone, they were going to win a few extra games. And here they are. They're five and four. Yeah, they were inventing ways to lose. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we highlighted that a lot on this show uh, about the Chargers, like propensity for just, inventing new ways, not just finding ways, inventing new ways to lose football games. So, yeah, the point about Herbert's numbers haven't changed from this rookie year uh, to, to this year. Last year was his yeah. rookie year, is that right? Yeah, um, that was after the the, the great injection, the, the Tyrod Taylor game. <laughs> the great injection. Um, yeah, the uh, otherwise known as the attempted murder by the, the team doctor. Um, that's my, that's sort of my point though, to, to have that kids, you know, putting up similar stats and they're still top five, six, whatever, and in, in passing, uh, yeah. overall that you can't do, you can't be that kid and then throw for 195 at home uh, and, and lose no. to the Vikings. That, that, that doesn't really go together. So, uh, that, yeah, that's the inconsistency that I'm talking about. Yeah, they're they're not good enough in all the other aspects of their game to to hide a bad or a mediocre even game from their quarterback. They need him to be their team MVP. They you know they're gonna ride or die with Justin Herbert, right? Right. They need him to be you know Rogers like like yeah. you know no matter what two eighty two ninety every game, few touchdowns and you know yes. dependable. And you go to the other side and you look at Kirk, like I said, Kirk Cousins quietly playing out of his mind this year. It's hard to quietly play out of your mind. That's impressive. <laughs> but I, I know exactly what you're saying. I, I agree that it's, it's low He's key. having it's the under best the radar. season that nobody's talking about, I would say, mm-hmm. of, of players so far this year. Nobody is, you know, he's not going to get any talk for, for MVP or any kind of awards. But if you did the blind test, right, if you just looked at Kirk Cousins' stats <laughs> for the year, <laughs> and, and, and took away the name, right? And, you know, 104 QB rating, 68.1 completion percentage, 7.2 yards per attempt, 18 touchdowns, two picks, uh, 2,434 yards. So it's 270 yards per game. And if you just erased the name and you saw those stats, you'd go, oh, wow. Tony Romo. A a, yeah, that guy's having a hell of a season, right? Very Romo-like uh, stat line, and you don't expect that out of Cousins. Absolutely not. So, yeah, I mean, last year he threw 13 picks. He's got two at the halfway point. That's uh, a great job. That's all you can do is a great first half. See him keep it up in the second. Yeah. So, you know, if, if, if I'm real or faking on the Vikings, I'm going to say real as far as a team with the – they could sneak. This is this is wild card potential. If you're looking at one of these four or five win teams, right now that you have the three wild cards, the Vikings to me look like a team. Things bounce their way. They can you know, they get to that nine or ten win area, which I think they're probably capable of doing. Um, they 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 look to me like one of those teams that they could sneak into that six or seven spot if things if things go their way. Obviously, it doesn't help when you just give away a victory like they did against Arizona. Um, well, but yeah, 
if you if hey, I'm just saying the season ends and they're a game out of the playoffs, uh everyone's looking at that kicker. <laughs> Vikings and kickers. It's uh yeah. we, we we've talked about that. It, we should we should a problem the there. whole we should just put the Viking kicker trifecta <laughs> into the Hall of Infamy. The, the entire the Viking Gary was it Gary Anderson three. didn't miss oh, a field man. goal that whole season in ninety eight? Yeah. Until the NFC Championship game. Oops. One loss. That was, I'm telling you, one of, the, one of the best games I've ever watched was that. And not because the team I was rooting for came back and won the game. Just from the stakes and everything, that, that 98 NFC Championship game was just one, one hell of a football game. Yeah, very dramatic. And turning on that kicker that was perfect all year until that very yeah. moment. And, that, and honestly, that, was just, that, that kick was just the kick that was going to put them up 10. That wasn't a kick to win the game. The, right. the Vikings were up seven, and he was just going to make that kick. I think it was a 38-yard field goal. <laughs> That's how well I remember this. I believe it was a 38-yard field goal, and that would have put the Vikings up 10 with not a lot of time left in the game, and instead it gave Atlanta the ball back, and then with Chandler to Mathis, I believe, on the final drive. Wow. Terrence Mathis. Chris Chandler to Terrence Mathis to tie that game. And then uh, that Randall Cunningham uh, in overtime just misses a just slightly overthrows Randy Moss on that go route as Ron Randy Moss's rookie season. And that would that's been what you tune in for, game. folks. Is the full breakdown of the yeah. was a ninety eight ninety eight uh, NFC Falcons. title game. Yeah, and then you know uh, they have to punt, and Morton Anderson kicks the game winner, and yeah. And then Eugene Robinson uh, solicits a hooker oh. a weeks later. <laughs> Not talking about that's that. all she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that uh, NFC playoff situation, the Vikings absolutely can jump up and get one of those spots because you're looking at those two teams uh, ahead of them, and yeah, the Panthers and the Saints. Like, uh, don't know if they're going to be holding on to those spots. Boy, uh, yeah, I I would hate I would hate to have any real or fake going on with those two teams right now because I, I can't even tell you because the Saints they're not going anywhere with Trevor Simeon I'm sorry they're, they're trying yeah, they're trying like they hell gave, they gave you if I had to complain they gave you your cheapest win of the week last yep. week uh, no doubt I'm not complaining but yeah to get the complete garbage time touchdown and then not even get the two point conversion to let the team that I had go to overtime um, yeah, I was sweating that a little. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, and I'm just sitting there going, "Oh my God, Tennessee's up eight. They're gonna let them score." Because I was having that kind of a day. I'm just sitting there going, "Oh yeah, here they come. The Saints <laughs> are gonna come down." Because the Titans are oh. really good at letting teams just run down the field on them for no reason when <laughs> at the worst possible time. No, uh, that that was a strange game as well. AJ Brown gets completely shut down, and the Tennessee offense is. is somewhat anemic, but they somehow still managed to get a, a big lead, uh, somewhat big yep. lead on the Saints, and they they sort of survive, and, you know, they're good. they're in the position to take it home, and that last drive, that one last drive, uh, the, the TD for the for the spread, a uh, great throw from Simeon to Marquez Galloway, it's like, oh my God, that was, that actually made me say, oh my God, out loud when I saw it, because it was like, 
all of a sudden just magically out of nowhere. Is a, you know, that, I guess that's why guys like Simeon are still in the league because they can yeah. give you 25 bad or mediocre throws in the game and they can give you that one, that one great throw. But, and that's what I needed to cover the number. But none of that happens if the Titans can stop the Saints on a fourth and nine in, in <laughs> it's like their own 20-yard line. That's right. You know, drive alive. Yeah, so the Saints have to go for it deep in their own territory on a fourth and long. And Titans just say, yeah, here you go. Yeah, you can have it. We'll let you get 11 <laughs> yards. Uh, that's that's the Titans' deed. It's, uh, uh, they're they're much better so far this year than they have been. They usually are worse than this. Uh, but, yeah, they do have those tendencies, those moments where they just kind of blank out on you. So they, they blanked out long enough for me to win that one. Uh, Tennessee wins by two as three-point favorite. So that was one of my – Cheap ones over you for sure. Um, Jaguars with a with a cheap comeback uh, cover yeah, backdoor on the Colts. Well, yeah, but that was they scored that with quite a bit of time left to go in that game. That wasn't like a final two minute situation where I'm just pulling my hair out. You know, the Colts had chances to still go and score more points. They just decided, yeah, decided not to. They led the Jags seventeen to nothing. That that yeah. was on its way to being over, and they they let them hang around. Um, and, and the Jaguars hey, are able the, to cover give, that number for me. Give the Jaguars credit. I mean, we talk about a team that's just complete, like, dog crap, but you're seeing little bits of improvement from them. Yeah, you take what you can get, especially if yeah, you're Urban they, Meyer. They, they, they beat the Bills. They hung around against the Colts, right? They, they, you're just you're starting to see, like, improvement. That's all you want to see when you're the team that's picking number one overall that won one game or whatever it was. Yeah, one game the year before, yeah. right? You know, you actually want to... You, you, nobody looked at the Jaguars and went, they're going to win seven games or eight games this year. You know, you're probably going, okay, maybe you get four or five. You know, and you start... You just want to start to see progression and you can see it starting to look a little better. That's Obviously, about all you can get. The, Consistency, yeah. not there yeah. yet. But the the the, the Travis Etienne injury probably is the best thing that happened to them because they actually got to use their actual NFL running back. <laughs> they'll, they'll have that to to work out next year when he comes back. Uh, so Packers and Seahawks, we talked about the shutout there. Yeah. Um, and and Rodgers was way off. You, he looked like a guy who hadn't practiced or played football in two weeks. Right, um, but Russell Wilson but, looked like a guy who hadn't played football in a month. <laughs> yes, he did. And I cannot be, you know, that wasn't the story of that game to me. The story of that game to me is the three-week run that that Packer defense has just come off of now, holding down the Cardinals, the Chiefs, and then shutting out the Seahawks and, and, just, and, get, and, and, and missing players. So they're doing this. They're doing it without their best corner. Uh, Zedarius Smith's been missing a lot. They're, they're banged up on defense, and I don't know if this is if this has got to be coaching and scheme and just like you're looking at the defense that's really starting to come together. Um, it's a good team, and, and I, I don't want to I don't want to dance on someone's grave. AJ Dillon's a better running back than uh, Aaron Jones. Uh, no. I don't think that injury hurts them as terribly as people like like major market media people might think. AJ Dillon's a, a good NFL running back. And he's a bruiser. He's not 
I gave I, I was talking to one of my coworkers and I brought up Derrick Henry. It, it, like in a, like more of like a, a muted way, like where Dylan's one of those guys who will just wear you out and wear you out, and then he won't bust the seventy five yard run in the fourth quarter. But those lanes are going to start to open up a little bit more. You know, all of a sudden those are like nine yard runs and fourteen yard runs and twenty yard runs because he's kind of a punishing guy. So they, as long as he can stay healthy, I'm not worried about their running game without Aaron Jones. Yeah, Henry, of course, is a very tough comp for any running back because Henry is doing things that really, going back yes. to Bo Jackson, the, the same Earl Campbell type. Thing. You know, the same, the same yeah. concept. You know, wear people out, just keep plugging away, plugging away, plugging away, and eventually you do just you kind of soften up that defense if you stick to it, and and usually and you reap those benefits in the third and fourth quarter. I I understand. I don't know if he's better than Aaron Jones, but he's he's very good. I definitely say that. I would my comp would be like uh, early Jerome Bettis, like Rams oh, before Jerome he got Bettis. old and fat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I was I know that you and I had this discussion in the off season that I was not I did not want to give Aaron Jones the bag. I, I thought yeah. that was a dumb move on their part. I thought they were better off keeping Dylan and then just re-signing Jamal Williams who would have been very team friendly to resign and not that expensive. Uh, I thought that money was spent better elsewhere. Um, Cause you could see it with Dylan really even through that playoff run against the Rams, against the bucks. Every time they just kept giving him carries, he kept producing. Um, but for whatever, you know, I, I don't know if it was a Rogers decision, you know, is that my guy? Um, who knows the way that organization is run who knows? <laughs> making these decisions, but I thought that was poor money spent. And uh, now he's gone. Yeah. Uh, so Dylan will have his chance to prove how great he is uh, with, with yep. Jones out uh, with that knee injury. Um, I want to give praise to Matt LaFleur. Brilliant second half adjustment. I know you second half adjustments in Packers is, is not something that usually goes together because of the McCarthy years. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, but I watched that game. Brilliant second half adjustment uh, by the Packers. Seattle was playing their secondary back all game, preventing deep shots. Uh, part of why uh, Karen Rodgers didn't look so hot. So second half, Packers just come up, start dumping screens to the running backs for huge chunks, just back and forth uh, yeah. on either side of the field, just playing the perimeter. Seattle couldn't make the adjustment. Uh, Wilson and Rodgers trading in zone interceptions uh, in that ugly ass game. Crazy. Ooh. Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, zero touchdowns. Now, elements, little snow, definitely cold, definitely not. Yeah, uh, that's not, right. Not, not weather that uh, any quarterback would like would like to play in. That's just not uh, conducive to a whole lot of offense. But zero touchdowns for both of them combined is is uh, noteworthy. Um, but ultimately, we, we figured uh, Russ wouldn't be ready to fling it around uh, in Lambeau in his first game back, and we were right about that, so we both got that pick. Uh, no, we did not call the shutout, though. That certainly uh, was, was a surprise. Yeah, a couple, uh, couple of end zone interceptions for the Packers in that game. Um, you know, one on a, you know, Kevin King just throws into double coverage. There's Kevin King just jumping that route. And then another one, uh, Adrian Amos, not normally a ball hawk, just going up and grabbing one um, on a yeah. deep ball, you know the rust bomb, right? You, this is this is what you desperate rust bomb. Yeah, you, it's, you get to midfield and it's rust bomb time, right? 
and he, he he's predictable, and you know every time they get inside the 50, next play or two is going to the end zone, and uh, the Packers were, were on that one. You know, good coverage, safety uh, with the good coverage, and makes a great actual, like, hands play on that ball, too. Um, but the Packers, yeah, they just they just wore the Seahawks out. Yeah, so the uh, perfect spot for uh, Cam Newton for the Panthers. Uh, yeah. Uh, getting uh, glory goal line scores because you don't want him to actually try to run the whole offense because he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, so they just put him in there. You know, they get close to the goal line. Okay, here's our Cam package. Go run the ball in and then do what you do. Do your Superman thing. So perfect I, I, I spot can all, for Cam. I can already tell you. I've already marked this down in my phone. Unless something dramatically changes, Cam Newton has already got quote of the year for our, our postseason awards, right? This is brilliant. I don't know if you heard this one. No. Oh. Uh, he had, somebody asked him in the, in the, in the uh, postgame interview uh, how much of the playbook he learned. Oh, yeah. And he had, <laughs> and he had the best response of all time, two touchdowns worth. There it is. And if that's that's it right there. Quote hey, hey! Stamp approved. <laughs> that's going to be hard to beat because that that's like Cam in a nutshell, right? Mm-hmm. You know, hubris, overconfidence. There's no, Cam does not lack confidence, right? Uh, uh, no. And, and but just the, the like, but that just it's a, a smart, quick, witty. Boom! There's the answer. How much of the playbook did you learn? Two touchdowns were. <laughs> what else? Next. Now what? How'd that taste? Yeah. Come at me. <laughs> I uh, love it. He and I had the same reaction for the week uh, when I was looking at my picks and Cam got in the end zone. We we both had the same. Uh, oh, just glorious. Uh, and that's definitely a, a vintage cam as well, letting everybody know, hey, look at me. Look at me. See what we I did? The, we get the P.J. Walker-Cam Newton tandem to, to, to contend with now. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's apparently going to be a, a thing for, for the, the upcoming game and maybe for the foreseeable future. That That is definitely a wild card when you – throw Cam Newton back in the mix for the Panthers because sure. uh, after what he did last year in New England, it was, it was not looking good for his career. Um, but maybe this is the, the spot. Maybe this is the exact is, right time for, for, is for the rebound. Like, obviously, if they're going to just – if you're bringing in Cam Newton to be your, your Taysom Tebow, right, Yeah, and you're going to work him in that way, uh, he he's throw the best a ball. Taysom Tebow in the NFL. Right, because he can actually throw a ball. Uh, yes, yeah. Now that the, it seems like the arm issues, right? Because that was his problem. He couldn't throw a football for three seasons. It seemed like. Yeah, I don't think they're going to ask him to, you know, try to go like forty in the air or anything. Right. So I, I don't know if that auto is he is he automatically back to is he the starter this week or are they still? I I read he was going to be the start the quote unquote starter like he's going to take yeah. the first nap um, but I think they're going to try to mix PJ Walker in yeah, there still I, as, as I well. could still see you know, I could still see you know a, a little bit of a timeshare you know working them in um, obviously the, the story's great Carolina's defense we kept bagging on them because they look you know but they're still number two in the league it, it makes a difference when you don't have Sam Darnold back there throwing, you know, picks and bunches, pulling his ghost boy routine. 
keeping the defense off the field, keeping them fresher. And that's still the number two defense in the league. And Beat now, the hell out of Cole McCoy, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it is. We're, we're, we're long enough into the season now where that ranking starts to matter a little bit more. Like, okay, you, we were worried that that was going to start to slide, and it has the same with the Buffalo, you know, be a number one, their defense be a number one. It's like, well, okay, there's pretty much been one, two all season, right? Yeah, but Buffalo's, uh, Buffalo plays, again, Buffalo that, that schedule. Nobody. Yeah, Gosh. Buffalo's played nobody. And, and Carolina, give the I'll give Carolina some credit because they're doing that despite their offense, right? Despite having your quarterback who for most of the season was just turning the ball over left and right, putting you in bad spots, throwing throwing bad balls in his own end, and that defense was still keeping them in games. Yeah. So maybe Carolina has been the more, you know, obviously if I had to rank them, I'd say I've seen better out of Carolina's defense this year than I've seen out of Buffalo's defense. Because what have you seen? Um, a lot of jets and a lot of uh, <laughs> really bad opponents. They, they they lost to the Jags, but they only held them to nine points. Yeah, it's true. The, the Jags offense did not win that game for them. That was that was definitely a defensive effort. Um, yeah, the Panthers destroyed Arizona. Yeah, fraudulent might might have been a little strong uh, on my end. If you if you go back a few shows and you hear me talk about the Panthers, and uh, I use that F word a lot, but uh, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm a little strong, maybe a little strong. But, I'll, but here I'll they are. On that. They're five and five. They have the number two defense in the league, and they got Christian McCaffrey back. That's that's also a big help. Oh, by the way, they got Christian yes. McCaffrey. Yeah. And Ghost Boy is not playing quarterback for them. <laughs> oh, poor Ghost Boy. Boy, he I mean, was, is, is how, how long is this? I, how drunk is this season? He was like uh, being talked up as a big time reclamation man. project. And, remember, remember, oh. remember. I mean, I remember Lou and Jersey lamenting the loss of, of Sam Darnold. Goes from away the Jets. from New York, and now he's he's great. Look at him. Well, now look at him. Ooh. Dunzo. I see dead people. I'm gonna get a couple digs in. You know, I'm not gonna let you know going seven and zero go completely. Uh, free. I'm going to get a, a couple shots in. You were, uh, you said that anyone that would pick the Niners would be stupid, and I was like, yes. really? I, I stand by that assessment. <laughs> Just because you were right doesn't mean you 31 were 31 right. to 10? Okay. You got one on me. You got it. Uh, that was some desperation, too, about the, about the Rams. They had a that fake field goal try at the end of the first oh, half. Ter- and- Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Just take the points. These pe- it's like teams are allergic to field goals this season, and I don't understand. You you give the other team momentum when you don't need to. At that point, I mean, okay, we're going into halftime here. It's 21-7. That, you kick the field goal, it's 21-10. That That's simple, right? You're cutting into the lead. You get to go in there feeling good. Instead, you you do that, and then you come out in the second half, and you go three and out. Yeah, I, I thought they were going to take the, the three as well. That, that was ball game. That in the turnovers, that was pretty much it. Yeah. But I stand by my assessment. That, that, that was just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, the Niners don't turn anybody over, and then they get all these turnovers. Like, come on. Really? 
You were so happy when I took the uh, the potato skins over Tommy, uh, and they went. Like I, I said, was I did not. You took the Eagles because you just you been... begged so me. This is you what begged happened. me to well, take. Here's these. what's happened. You you were right in these teams for so long. Eventually, you were going to get some of those picks right. <laughs> you gave me so many free wins by picking the skins and the, well, the potato skins and the Eagles. You gave you just you gifted me, so you got some of those back. That's all it was. Yeah, but that's not what you were saying. You weren't saying you're going to eventually get one of these right. You were saying, please take the Eagles. Please, please, oh, please I, take I, the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see it with the – I really don't see it with the Eagles. They're not good. It, it, that, that's one of the most obvious teams out there. They have to rely on their running, and a lot of teams can't stop the run these days. So that that's how they contend. I mean, that's that's pretty simple. And when you run against a, a team that doesn't really do, you know, doesn't really defend the run, they got a chance. That, that's that's all they are. They're just a, a team that's yeah. relying on their quarterback to run and relying on their run game to to compete and contend. Because right. otherwise, they're, but I, they don't really I have expected, much of a chance. I expected Denver to do a little bit more through the air than they did in that game. That was not. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, their offense has been respectable. It's not just a joke so far this year. I guess that goes back to our five-year discussion on how good do we think Teddy Bridgewater is. I, I didn't. I don't really expect much of him ever. To, you know that not that much. <laughs> I'll tell you what his his, his stats for the season aren't that bad, but yeah. Um, he, he, it, again, the Eagles' secondary is trash. Uh, not very good, but there's worse. I'll, I'll just say that there, there's worse secondaries out there. Uh, Bridgewater made a business decision on that uh, Darius Slay uh, fumble return touchdown. Did you see that one? Yeah. <laughs> just had no injuries. He's running right next to him. He said, "Oh yeah, no, no, not going. Not worth even. it. It's not worth it." <laughs> Not gonna even dive at the feet or anything. Yeah, that was uh, that was a little weak. Um, yeah, and then uh, in the uh, Detroit Pittsburgh game, did you hear that we got a, a new member of the Donovan McNabb Club? Uh oh, somebody didn't know that a game could end in a tie. Najee Harris, the great rookie running back, had no idea oh. games could. Well, end you in know, a tie. he went to he, right college. You just play forever, right? Yeah, but you're not in college anymore. Now like you get these like, yeah, you're a running back. You, you do these 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 things like winning and losing and ties. I guess don't matter to you, <laughs> as long as the check doesn't bounce. Hey, <laughs> especially at Alabama though. That, that's a good point. <laughs> yes. Well, the checks at Alabama never bounce. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do the cars or the houses or anything else. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was another crazy rules in college. Now you got like nine overtimes. Yeah, well, we we definitely talked about how much I hate the college overtime rules, yeah. but we really play a we really care about player safety. <laughs> we care about our student athletes. Now let's yeah. keep them let's on the field for overtimes. six hours <laughs> while they decide this football, this meaningless football game. <sighs> Yeah, another crazy week in the NFL. This this, this whole season is drunk. It's been drunk. It's huh? like Christmas drunk. It's, it's like it's just so drunk. It's, it's on the verge of passing out and blacking out already. And it's only week eleven coming up. It is crazy how how this week, how this season is. We gone. still have seven full weeks left to go. Nope, eight. we have eight full weeks left eight. to go. 
almost eight full weeks because we have one game down that did not go our way, and we don't need to talk about that one anymore. No. I'm not here to talk uh, about the past. That's right. Neither am I. <laughs> yeah, you were teasing uh, me about the, the picks from before. I said, hey, look at all my picks that, that are going good now. And you said, what about the other ones? I, yeah. I'm not here to talk about the past. We're not talking about those few weeks before. Oh yeah, when you were when you were telling yeah, when you sent me that text three about, and four, yeah, and you sent me that text. Oh, I'm about to run the table on you. I'm like, yeah, how'd those last three weeks go? Eh, I'm not here to talk about the past. We're not talking about that. Moving on. <laughs> that, that 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 three and fifteen run that you were on. <laughs> Onward and upward. We're not yes. looking at that. I will still say that being seven down is a net gain over where I was a month ago. And as crazy as the season has been, you might make it all back up in week 11. I, I could. I could. You're <laughs> overconfident. I like it. Nothing would surprise me at this point. We will get to the rest of week 11 with the 14 remaining games on the schedule in a couple of minutes after I tell you where you can listen to our show. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail to be notified when we're live you can follow the show on the blog talk radio website or you can follow my twitter feed at imldre when i tweet out when we're live before every show jason is on twitter too his feed is at imldjtg our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special vip after show to listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over. Come back to the show page and look through our archives, or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address in much less detail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is in much less Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the expressed written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. So again, the uh, Week 10 recap, uh, the actual numbers were 10 and 3, from, or 11 and 3. For me, I'm sorry, I shortchanged myself. And four and ten for Jay for the season, putting me at 78 and 71 with one push, and Jay at 71 and 78. Uh, we both made our locks, so that puts me at seven locks for the season to Jay's four. So still some work to do to catch up on the locks. So that's where we stand going into week 11. 14 more games to pick, 13 tomorrow, and one on Monday night. And let's get right to those games. Starting in Philadelphia, we we're just talking about those Eagles and how they do things and how they compete. They are four and six, and the New Orleans Saints are five and four. Kind of maybe going in 
different directions depending on how you look at things. Uh, certainly a lot of injuries uh, for the Saints to try to get over, and it doesn't get any easier. They will once again not have Alvin Kamara at running back tomorrow with a knee injury and the lingering O-line issues as well. The Eagles get Miles Sanders back at running back in the backfield. The 5-4 and four Saints, two-and-a-half-point dogs at the 4-6 and six Eagles. And getting Miles Sanders back actually ends up, I think, being huge for the Eagles because you really can't run on the Saints, but you always have that great equalizer when you have a quarterback that can, you know, also make those running plays as well. And they need that. I mean, obviously the Saints can stifle a lot of teams. They can hold anybody down defensively. They can always get after the quarterback. I'm really not sold on, on, on Trevor Simeon. Yeah, he made he made a couple of nice garbage time throws against Tennessee, but I'm I've and I know how much you love the Eagles, so I'm ending that shit right now. I'm taking the <laughs> Eagles and I'm locking it up. What? <laughs> you are. You're only doing that just to ruin everything about the Eagles because I actually won with them once. That's all you're yeah, doing. Yeah. That's right. I'm ending it. It's over. <laughs> oh, my God. You are I'm on the revenge minute. tour this week. I'm out for did blood. You, did you not just say five minutes ago you don't understand the Eagles and what they're doing and, and how they're, they're doing You know what? what? I, I absolutely don't. I will give them credit <laughs> for this. They play hard. Right, they 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 did not hashtag full of quit. This is more of an anti Saints pick for me. They're going the wrong way. Yeah, that that's uh, my problem with the Saints. I mean, losing Jameis didn't help them. Trevor Simeon doesn't inspire any confidence. They just lost their running back. I think they're a mess. I I I can easily see the Eagles best in them. You know what is it? A two and a half? Two? Yeah, two and a half. Yeah, I, I could see the Eagles winning this. By a field goal. I mean, obviously, that's not a uh, a stunning lock. And lock that up, This is also a week that doesn't have, I think, a lot of lock worthy games on it. This game, this week is is nuts. Um, yeah. so yeah, I'm I'm just play. You know, I've got three. I'm three games down. I'm just, I could just I could have fun with this now. <laughs> I could just mess with you. So I'm locking up the Eagles. Top that down, oh, man. Uh, yeah, definitely an odd week. Three uh, single point spreads uh, amongst all the uh, craziness. So, yeah, not a whole lot of uh, things to pick from lockwise. I, I think I agree with that. As far as this game, uh, I actually really like this matchup. You talk about strength on strength and power on power. You mentioned the Saints uh, stopping everybody against the run this year. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been on a long run the last few years of leading the league in run defense, and uh, people started running on them uh, because they're so bad defending the pass at all those injuries in the secondary uh, that they've had to really drop back and start start trying to really defend against the pass, and that opens up uh, a lot of run room. And they've actually had some people running on them, so now the uh, Saints have stepped in as uh, the current number one run defense going against the Eagles, current number three running offense in the league in yards per game, uh, still averaging five yards per carry. It's amazing. They did lose their leading running back and they're still breaking off huge runs, uh, partially because of their blocking and partially because of their athletic quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Uh, so that's really the, the matchup. I, I really want to see what happens when those two units get together. 
Um, this is going to be – it's a really tight game. It's a really tough pick. I, I actually went back and forth on it. But I guess I, I come down to Saints are 4-2 and two, on the road still, even after the loss uh, in Tennessee, uh, that they were there at the end because of the garbage time touchdown. Eagles, for whatever reason, haven't won at home. They're doing all this damage on the road. They're 0-4 they're at home so far. I'm going to take Sean Payton to outcoach Nick Sirianni on the road uh, because I just want to go with the, the veteran coach in this situation. I think he'll find a way. They'll, the Saints will find a way to, to stop what the Eagles are doing and be, uh, because the Eagles can't seem to keep it going at home. It's one of those weird things. So, yeah, you're, you're locking up the Eagles and go for it. Uh, I'm getting off that train, and maybe this is the time where I get off the train and you run it into the wall. So we'll see if that works out for me. But that never happens. That, that I know would, that would happen this season because that's just not your move. That would happen this season because this season is Christmas drunk. It will make perfect sense. <laughs> now, again, here are the Eagles' home losses. Right, Niners, Chiefs, Bucks, Chargers. Those are good teams. True. So maybe this is where they get right because the Saints are, are, you know, the Saints have no quarterback. So I, I'm just, I haven't, since Jameis Winston got hurt, team that held on for dear life to barely beat the Bucks, lost to the Falcons, and lost to a Derrick Henry-less Titans team, right? Sure. The Saints aren't showing me anything. That's why I'm picking against them. They're on their way. I think they're just too, too much to bear. Uh, it was probably my closest pick of the week. I, uh, I could have gone yeah. either way with this one. Uh, and that's why I'm not locking it up because it's that I'm close. I'm messing with you. Yeah. Uh, it worked. I'm like, what? Lock, lock the e- – what? Uh, all right, hey, moving on. You thought on. I was crazy locking up the Bills last week. You're <laughs> yeah, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but you still agreed with me. You didn't crap on my lock like you did this week. And I'm not crapping on this because I almost picked the Eagles with you. Uh, on to the NFC North Packers Vikings up there in Minnesota. Uh, the eight and two Packers and the four and five Vikings. Green Bay coming off that shutout of the Seahawks last week, and the Vikings coming off of surviving out in LA. Uh, Packers are favorites, you could call them, but really it's more of a pick on the Green Bay is minus one at Minnesota. I have a hard time right now uh, picking against this Packers squad, especially the way that they're playing defense. Aaron Rodgers is back. He's had a full week of practice. That's definitely going to help them. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Delvin Cook, I, mean, I, I love what they do, but man, this this Green Bay team right now, they are so just locked in defensively. I, I have a hard time not picking them in this one. Uh, you know, Minnesota, like I said, they could go on a run. I wouldn't be shocked why I'm not locking this up. I wouldn't be shocked if they held serve at home and knocked off Green Bay. But if Green Bay just wants to let, like not let teams score and they want to just keep holding teams down, it, it, and you want to get into a fight with this team, man, uh, I can't I can't be more impressed than what they've been doing so far uh, defensively. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers here. Uh, just just that's just more of a gut pick. On, on how good that defense is playing right now, and, and it just and if Rodgers doesn't even have to, he's just got to be better than that guy who played last week. That 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 looked like a guy who you know sat at home on quarantine for for ten days. 
Yeah, we talked about uh, Aaron Jones going down with the MCL injury, so we know it's going to be A.J. Dillon leading the way at running back for the Packers. Uh, Alan Lazard is out as well with a shoulder injury, the wide receiver. Uh, for the uh, Vikings, this is what made me uh, – uh, this is what swayed my pick, actually, is when I saw that three different starting defenders that were not able to play last week uh, are all being uh, activated for this game. Anthony Barr, Patrick Peterson, and Harrison Smith all making it back for the Packer game. Giddy up. That's called get our horses out there. This is too important. This is our season perhaps on the line at four and five. Uh, This is the Vikings putting all their chips on the table and doing all they can to try to get – a win over Rodgers in the pack. Um, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Uh, the Packers need another big defensive effort to, to handle the shockingly efficient Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense. Um, I'm not saying they're going to fail and get blown out or anything, but that is a very good offense to handle uh, in the dome, in their home. Uh, it's almost stunning to look at the uh, rankings and see at this stage of the season that the, the the similarities and the and the symmetry, where the Packers are 19 in running, in yards per game, and 19 in passing. So Rodgers has been good, but obviously not the MVP level that he was last year. And then you look at the Vikings, who are number nine in running in yards per game, and number nine in passing in yards per game. This is what I've been talking about for years. You have to be balanced between Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousin. You can't rely on one or the other too much, or that Vikings offense topples and falls apart. And right now, they are perfectly balanced, ninth in running, ninth in passing. That's about as efficient as you can get if you're Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Um, and I think they're they're getting up and, and getting all their horses ready to win this game and, and come after uh, the Green Bay Packers. So I'm going to take the Vikings. Uh, they're they're trying. They're really trying to, to get back in contention, and I think they're going to come out and, and take this one. This is one where I wouldn't be surprised. I, this, this is, again, it's a close line. It's virtually a pick 'em game. So, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, be, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Vikings do jump up and, and win this one. Obviously, the Packers have four games to play with right now in that division. Um you don't like to ever think you're going to take one off, but then you also come out thinking, well, we can just put these guys away, right? Just put these guys to bed if we really want to. So it'll be interesting to see how that game plays out. Yeah, some going to be one of those division fights, I'm sure. Yeah, because the game that the Vikings won last year was the game where they, 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 had, they had to run the football, right? They didn't, like, out-stupid themselves because they were playing in a, in a hurricane. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, and, and they just decided, well, we're just going to run, run, run. And, and and that was effective. I just I fear for sometimes you know when they do decide like oh man we got to score a lot of points in this game so all the pressure's on so we're going to get away from the run and we're going to put it all on Kirk Cousins uh, that doesn't usually go so well so we'll see how smart they are tomorrow. I think this year they've proven. I think they finally learned that. I think they learned that lesson finally. It took a while. Uh, this is the biggest spread of the week. The uh, kneecap-biting Lions, who have had like two or three seasons of their own in this one season, even though they haven't won a game, uh, they keep fighting, and then they collapse and say, fuck it, we don't care, and then they fight back again. Uh, so they fought to a tie last week with the uh, Steelers. Uh, so they are now 0-8-1. They will not go 0-17, which is a victory in and of itself. 
Uh, they're still the biggest underdogs of the week. They are plus 13 at the 5-5 five and five Cleveland Browns. And I guess I would ask if Baker Mayfield was an actual old person instead of the pieces that he's uh, putting together yeah. right now, what would the spread be then? Would it be 17 or 18? My gosh. I, if you've got a really good handle on this game, I, I would love to hear it. I, I, I'm belie- I, I do believe they, Nick Chubb is back uh, for this game. I, I am not seeing him uh, listed anywhere. Um, when you look at the glaring weakness for the Lions, they can't stop the run. Cleveland, second, you know, number two running the football uh, in the league, and you have Detroit, 30th in the league stopping the run. So you would think that this would be an obvious mismatch. What I'm running into have what I'm running into trouble with is when you have to cover these huge numbers, it's very it's very hard to do it just relying on your running game. This isn't college. You've got to be able to not just outscore, right? You've got to be able to sort of dominate the other team in, in all the aspects. You can't just run the ball on every play. You know, you can, and you'll just wear them out. There's not enough time in the game to cover these huge numbers, right? Something weird happens. You get a weird touchdown. Uh, Baker Mayfield, we know he's not all there. That that Cleveland passing offense, uh, not very good. Um, you know, 26th in the league passing the football, and that's with half a quarterback right now. And with all that being said, I'm still going to take Cleveland. Man, I, I just can't believe I'm doing it. But – Detroit, Detroit seems to have this thing where they rise up for a week and then they just ghost. And, and this feels like ghost week for Detroit. They can't stop the run. They didn't lose last week, right? So maybe they're feeling it a little bit. And uh, the one thing that we're not talking about, Cleveland's got a really good defense. So Jared Goff, he takes that team on the road. They don't do anything particularly well. Uh, yeah, this 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 feels like that Cleveland uh, that Cleveland uh, pass rush you know, going out and sitting on uh, Jared Goff a bunch of times and uh, the running game being good enough uh, to, to put a, to put a big number. I mean, it doesn't have to be huge. It could just be, you know, 20, 20 to six, that gets it done. I'll take it. Dan Campbell has already had enough of Jared Goff. Jared Goff has, are you, are you looking at my air quotes? Uh, am I, I'm, I'm, he has an oblique. Oh, Jared so Goff he's had benched? an oblique injury. So, oh no! So who's starting? Someone named Tim Boyle. Oh yeah, he was uh, he was a Packers uh, practice squad guy here for a few years. Do you have any recollection of him besides the fact that he was there? He's, he's going to get sat on a whole lot. <laughs> uh, I've never heard of him in my life. But I'm not going to trash him because that would make me lose my pick. He's great. Right, you don't want him to pull a Mike White. They stashed um, him away on the practice squad for a couple of years because he's great. <laughs> uh, he was uh, undrafted out of Eastern Kentucky, and apparently he will throw it up. Uh, whether that's going to bode well for the Lions or not, he's the I, I next don't... Mike White. <laughs> you you asked me to have a clear opinion on this game. I don't have a clear opinion at all. I don't know. It's uh, it's a guy I never heard of at quarterback. I, how the hell do I know? what's going to happen. Um, I'll just say no one should be surprised that the Browns shit the bed here because the Browns come up short in, in pretty yeah. much any situation and the lions sometimes try hard. And uh, yeah, there's any number of ways they could go off of that tie with the Steelers. They could 
think they're better than they are and have a big head or it could galvanize them to, oh, if we just keep trying, maybe we can actually get a real win uh, or it might deflate them all together and they might be tired from playing five you know, quarters or what have you. Uh, no idea, no real uh, uh, grip on it, uh, but I'm going to take the points and Tim Boyle because it's a lot of points. And uh, one thing I'll say about you know backups that I've never heard of, if they have a reputation for just throwing and throwing it up, it might be a lot of turnovers. But I think throughout the years, this is completely unscientific, but those guys have more success than the, the timid uh, game-managing guys that are just trying to not make the big mistake. Usually those guys, you know, they might not have any interceptions, but they also might only have 120 yards and not have any real impact on the game. I want this guy. I want the guys that just say, fuck it. I'm I, This is the only chance I might have to have a big – time in the NFL and I'm just going to throw it up. I'm just going to play. So this might be the next Mike White. He might throw for 300 or something uh, on the Browns and the the Browns might allow it because that's the Cleveland Browns. So I think we're trying to disagree on every game. Three for three. Let's let's keep going. Uh, AFC East Miami and the New York Jets. The Dolphins are three and seven. The Jets are two and seven. Uh, Mike White is not the option because he had that one great game and then he had a one bad, really bad game last week with the four INTs. So Joe Flacco gets the nod for the uh, New York Jets. It's a Joe Flacco sighting, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Dolphins are, of course, favorites. They are three and a half point favorites at the Jets. If Joe Flacco had a few games under him, I think we'd get kind of the feeling like we had last year where, you know what, he's a veteran NFL quarterback. He's going he's gonna to stand in there. He's going to take a few hits. He's going to deliver a few balls on target. He's going to give you a chance. Miami's actually been playing better <laughs> the last few weeks. I, I think now that Miami, Miami might be one of those teams that plays better when they're out of it, right? We have those teams, right? We've seen them all no lots over the years. There's no pressure. So Miami's playing with house money right now. They're no good. They know they're no good. They're, they're comfortable with who they are. And all of a sudden, the pressure's off, and Miami's okay to play decent football now. They just came off that. They came off beating the uh, the Ravens. They've got the, the long week of rest. Uh, I'm going to take Miami here uh, over Joe, uh, the rusty Joe Flacco. Yeah, if they can't handle Joe Flacco, they, they really need to pack it in. Hang, hang it up. <laughs> um. Not only that, but it's uh, the the last couple of games uh, that the Jets played were, were on TV on primetime. Do I have that right? Was it Monday night or something? Or uh, the Jets? And, or the well, they played the Bills last week. The Jet. Okay, the Jets got killed by the, the Dolphins. No, uh, the the Jets were on TV. Oh, it was that uh, Colts game? Oh, and maybe yeah. that was the game not maybe, good. Yeah, and maybe the game before that they were on TV. I, you know, I don't watch New York Jets football, of course, but I've seen that I've seen their defense. You've seen um, enough, <laughs> and I, man, they don't even try. Like they just had, they're just people running wide open all over the field. Um, it, it's some of the worst defense in the league. Those guys aren't. They're as bad as the, what the Falcons have been doing, just letting people do anything they want the last couple of weeks. And that's, that's what the, the, that's what the Jets reminded me of. Yeah. It's only that one game that I saw the, the Colts game on Thursday night and they did not even try to defend the Colts. It was pathetic. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Tua and then the fish. I, I concur. We did not disagree on every single game. So 
We were both taking the Dolphins and giving the three and a half there. Uh, AFC South action sees the Texans and the Titans, and you've expressed your disappointment at the Titans, uh, even though they're eight and two. Uh, did not complete the game last week. Had the uh, uh, had their opponent where they wanted them and, and let them come back and cover the Saints. Uh, now they get the Texans, uh, who are coming off a bye. They are one and eight. They are zero and five on the road. They are pathetic. And they, of course, are big underdogs, uh, plus ten and a half at the Titans. Yeah, and 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 you know, but Tennessee's defense a little banged up. No Derrick Henry, and we haven't seen any uh, semblance of a running game at all, right? Since uh, yeah, Adrian since Peterson is not the answer. No, so they haven't figured that part of it out. That's where you go after. Houston, right? You go after Houston on the ground. They can't stop the run. They're putrid against the run. Um, however, they also don't, they, they do nothing offensively. <laughs> BFL in offense, terrible passing, almost dead last rushing, DFL in scoring points, and Tennessee's defense isn't great, and they do have a tendency to let teams hang around. So if again, if, this, if if somebody's got a real strong feeling one way or the other on on this game, let me know. <laughs> um, I, I thought that I thought Tyrod Taylor was going to be able to, you know, go out and, and play hard. Apparently, that must have been some early season lightning in a bottle, because it, it wasn't. It, it did not look good in the last in the last game, and uh, you know they didn't even have like the one drive. They had they had nothing. So we, you know, we get a lot more Ryan Tannehill, and they'll pretend to try to run the football just to set up the play action. And I think Houston's dumb enough to fall for it. So I'm going to take Tennessee. I don't have a real strong opinion on it, but uh, yeah, I'm looking at the injury report. That's going to uh, dictate how I go in this one. You were talking about the Titans' defensive issues. Three linebackers are out for this game. Uh, one of those. Mediocre running backs, uh, Jeremy McNichols is out. He's got a concussion. Tight end Jeff Swain is out. This is all in addition to Derrick Henry and Julio Jones, who are long-term out. Uh, I, I just have a hard time seeing Tennessee continue to overcome their their offense. They're just there's such a lack of of explosion, a lack of weaponry. There is AJ Brown and like nothing else. And I definitely am not taking the tight, uh, the Texans because I love the Houston Texans or anything like that. I'm just taking because it's a lot of points. And uh, similar to the Saints last week, I, I just think that they'll do enough to hang around and cover that spread because I don't see the Titans, you know, putting up enough points to, to cover it. That's just hard to imagine the way they're uh, with all the injuries. It's, it's a shame. The Titans are a really good team, but they're so beat up. So it's, it's going to catch up to them uh, big time at some point with some L's. Uh, but as far as the point spread, I'll, I'll take the Texans and the points. Uh, on to the Baltimore Ravens and the Chicago Bears. Uh, Baltimore six and three, Chicago three and six, and coming off a bye. I saw a lot of optimism about Justin Fields based on that last game he played uh, against the Steelers on Monday night, and I think that's a lot of sort of bias of hey, I got to actually see the kid. Um, and, and saw that he led a, a comeback to cover the number and, and bring the Bears close to uh, close to victory. Uh, there's a lot of ignoring of the first you know three quarters of that game where he looked 
like a deer in headlights, which is what he's done the best uh, so far in the, in the NFL. Uh, but of course, we talked a lot about that situation where I, that's also the coaching that's putting him in a position to look like a deer in headlights and not putting him in position to use his athleticism. I will now get off my bare soapbox and actually pick the game. Uh, the six and three Ravens have some injury issues. Uh, Hollywood Brown is not going to play. He's got a thigh injury. Uh, Lamar Jackson is listed as questionable. He's got some sort of illness, so I would watch out for that tomorrow. Expect him to play, but you never know. Uh, and the Bears are definitely in trouble. Uh, Khalil Mack is going to have foot surgery. His season is over. Allen Robinson is out with a hamstring injury. Akeem Hicks is out with an ankle injury. Uh, this is all coming off the buy, so you talk about a beat-up team. Uh, Ravens are five-point favorites at Soldier Field. I love it. We talk about battles of the Titans, right? We get the Ravens' DFL pass defense against the Bears' <laughs> DFL pass offense. I mean, if that doesn't get you excited to watch an NFL game, I don't know what will. Um, but you go to the other side, you get that number one in the league running attack of the Ravens going up against the Bears team. That's the one weakness. They don't stop the run. And now Khalil Mack's not out there patrolling uh, at the second level. That gives me some cause for some concern. Also cause for concern is the fact that the Ravens in the last time they played just got embarrassed. They got embarrassed on national TV by the Miami Dolphins. Well-coached teams, which the Ravens are, don't go on the road and lose to poorly coached teams, which the Bears are. I will take the Ravens and give the points. And in addition to that, it's the blitzing Ravens defense against yes, it's Wink Martindale against Justin Fields. I don't care if you're DFL against the pass. Justin Fields is going to see some shit he ain't never seen before. And all of that for me adds up to <laughs> sorry, Bears. Sorry. Should be ugly. Very, very ugly. All right, moving on to the Colts and the Bills, which should be very fun, not very ugly. Uh, the 5-5 five and five Colts, a uh, perfect example of the season. The Colts are the perfect team for 2021. Just you don't know what the hell uh, from one week to another you're going to get out of them. You might get uh, really quality effort. You might get Carson Wentz throwing off of his back leg with his left hand. You, you just don't know. Uh, the 6-3 and three Bills, you kind of don't know what you're going to get with them. They play these powder puffs and then they slow down and lose to the Jags and then they bounce back up and destroy the next powder puff. But finally, they're not playing a powder puff, so I'm glad to see that. Uh, so we'll get some answers on the both these teams' quality uh, coming up with this game. Five and five Colts, seven and a half point dogs at the six and three Bills. The Colts, to me, are that really sneaky, bad matchup for a team like Buffalo. Why? What are the Colts? They're boring. They're methodical. They're well-coached. They run the ball. They don't really do anything flashy. They play solid defense, right? They do. They don't – just this team, and you just – I think that the Colts are just very easy to either underappreciate or overlook, but they're good. And what have the Bills shown me all season? They've come up small against good teams. They, they – don't respond very well. They're front runners. They don't respond very well to teams just jumping up and punching them in the mouth. And what do the Colts do? They're physical. They maul you with their offensive line. They, 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 they get after you a little bit. They just annoy and frustrate. And next thing you know, you look up and it's the fourth quarter and they've dominated you in time of possession and it's a field goal game. I'm taking the Colts. 
uh, all of that and reminding me of the playoff game last year. Just it's like what that, did they do? Exactly what I just, just said. hung around uh, yep. because Buffalo will allow Indy to stay with them on the ground. And that's what the Colts do is, is hang around on the ground. You got to hope that Carson Wentz keeps uh, his mistakes down and plays to the level of Phillip Rivers, who played a, a pretty good playoff game, almost led them to a victory before retiring. Um, yeah, I, I had the Colts and the points in, in that one. I thought they were actually going to pull the upset. Um, I'm not calling did. for the – and they almost did. I'm not calling for the upset this time, but I will concur with you and take the points. I think that people look at the Bills and the, the way they can smash bums. They're, they're, they're bum slayers at this point, um, and until they prove otherwise, uh, you know, we're going to we're both look at them with a, with a raised eyebrow like, okay, yeah. let's, let's see you against a real team and, and, and see what you got. You've got to prove a little something to us. Hey, you know what? Bills go out tomorrow and destroy the Colts. I think we'll both just give them the slow cap, the slow clap, right? Like, all right, yeah. finally, finally, guys. Tip your cap. Yeah. Uh, on to the Washington Potato Skins and the Carolina Panthers. Okay, here we go. Cam, is is he back? Is he really back? Is he fully back? Is he starting? Is he sort of playing the the role, the background role? The you know they got the cam packages and stuff. Um, against his old coach Chico Rivera, uh, Chico revenge game. Uh, Washington at three and six, three and a hook, three and a half point dogs at the five and five Panthers. Yeah, and I think Carolina with the Cam Newton signing and getting Christian McCaffrey back. I think we've proven now that they've withstood what we thought was were we called them paper champions earlier. I mean, we 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 were not been very kind to this team. Yet here they sit. They're five and five. They can go either way, right? They're either are they primed for a postseason push, or are they going to fade and turn into the paper champions and fraudulent defense and all these things? We haven't said very nice things about them this year, <laughs> uh, but uh, the addition by subtraction for them, no Sam Darnold means hey, we get PJ Walker and Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey upright for the moment because he doesn't seem to stay upright for very long against a Washington team that looked great against Tampa and lost their best defensive player. That all adds up to me for a Carolina win. I'm taking Carolina. I'll give the three and a hook. Yeah, sad to see Chase Young go down uh, with that ACL injury. It sounds like uh, I, I, I don't have a real strong confidence on, on either one of these sides at all, but I'll make it simple. Since it sounds like PJ is going to still play, but Cam is going to be starting, you know what they say. You got two quarterbacks. You got no quarterbacks. I don't like that that matchup, that method of, of trying to mix and match and pull put Cam in for some situations and pull him out for others. If you don't really trust Cam Newton like that, then don't use him, I guess. And if you trust him, then go ahead and – yeah. Because if, if you sign him back – this is Cam Newton, all right? This is the, not just some guy. This is, this is different. Like, for all of his ego and all, all of his uh, attitude, all of his – all the stuff that comes with being Cam Newton. If you bring him in, you got to give him the whole enchilada. You got to make him the star. You got to make him the starter. You got to give him every. I, you, you can't bring in Cam Newton as a part time. This is why Bill Belichick got rid of his ass uh, when they drafted Mac Jones, because he knows you bring you keep Cam Newton around to be the part timer. It's not going to go well because he, he's the star. He needs to be the star at all times. He needs to be Superman. Um, so and Matt Rule is about to find this out. You bring Cam Newton in and you try to make him half a Cam, you, 
it's not going to work out well. It's going to, I'm telling you, this is what's probably going to happen uh, if they do lose the game. Cam's going to go in and have another press conference and he's going to have some more pithy quotes and it's not going to be so nice. And it's basically going to be like, I need to be the man here or else, you know, this thing is going to work. And, and that's, that's just how I feel like it's going to go. I'm going to take Washington. I'm going to, uh, I'm not rooting for it to happen, but I, I just got that feeling is what's going to happen. They're going to play both of them, you know, halfway or whatever. Um, and Washington is going to find a way to rally up and, and get a, a cheap close win. And Cam's going to go in and, and sort of, you know, set the place on fire a little bit because that's what he does when he's unhappy. Yeah, that, that's how I feel. You, you're going to bring back Cam and, and give him the ball, give him the whole ball, and let him be all of Cam. This part-time thing is doomed to failure as far as I'm concerned. All right, moving on to San Fran and Jacksonville. This is in Jacksonville, so don't think this is late afternoon action yet. That's still early. Um, so San Fran's got to go uh, far east. Uh, not the Far East, but uh, they got to have an early game coming out from the West Coast. So four and five San Fran trying to follow up that performance on Monday night. And the two and seven Jags, they've competed for two weeks in a row. So, hey, good on Urban Meyer. Um, but San Fran's still the big favorite. They are minus six and a half at the Jaguars. Yeah, this one, this one's tricky. Because we, we, you talked about San Francisco and all their offensive efficiency, and I, I talked about, well, they, they give it away, they're, they're sloppy with the football, they don't turn the other team over, and then for a week on Monday night, they're perfectly clean, they play a great game, they beat the Rams, boy, wouldn't this just be the perfect spot, right? for a team that's sort of middling and they're good, but not great. We don't really know what to expect. And then they play that perfect clean game in prime time. And now you got that team from the West coast. They're feeling it. They travel East that we're going to just roll up the Jaguars. Boy, I mean, this has got, this has got like upset alert written all over it. Like Jimmy G throws four picks, nothing goes right. (laughs) You know, it really feels like, that kind of game it's just you know the hard part is like man do i do i have the balls to pick it right that's the hard part the hard part isn't seeing it happening the hard part is putting the money where your mouth is and going i'm gonna take the jaguars it's like because it just hurts <laughs> right you're gonna say that and you just get physically violently ill because it, it, it's not an easy pick to make because they haven't shown you much but they've started to show you a little one or the other, enough. Jimmy G or Urban, you got to do it, and, and that's enough for me. I think that this, I think that this, I think the Niners on the short week going east, they're sloppy, they're, they're loose with the football, and I think that's just enough for the Jaguars to sneak this one in. I actually expect this to kind of be like a high-scoring, close game, like one of those kind of games, right, where it's just like one team keeps getting up and the other team just keeps coming back. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Jaguars to, to, to hang under the number. Uh, Eli Mitchell has a broken finger for the Niners. I think they were playing like he was going to try to play through it. They they cannot keep a running back upright. I know. Uh, So I think Jeff Wilson is going to be next man up for uh, for the Niners tomorrow. Um, Yeah, if San Fran's going to build and and rally like I think they might, just based on their numbers, here's a great spot to do it. It's this Jacksonville is not a very good team. I know they've competed the last couple weeks, uh, but it's still the Jaguars. So. Um, I didn't uh, sweat and, and wrestle with that nearly as much as you did. I'm, I'm taking the Niners. I'm giving the six and a half. So I think they're about to go on a little bit of a run and, and 
play better than what they've been playing like. And I think Jimmy G is feeling that pressure to, to keep playing efficient football because he knows that Trey Lance is waiting right behind them. So uh, maybe he's going to keep this up for a while. So I'll, I'll take the Niners. Uh, now we go to late afternoon action. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Las Vegas Raiders, what I was talking about earlier, is really a compelling matchup to me because they're both 5-4 and four and they're both uh, coming off of really high starts to the season, really hot starts, and people thinking they're you know the to- the toast of the town and they're going to be in contention all year, and now they're 5-4 and four and kind of looking at each other like, okay, what are we really? What's going on? Uh, Bengals are coming off a of bye. Uh, I found the line interesting. Like people think the Raiders are just completely going to liquidate now. Uh, the Bengals are minus a point uh, on the road at the Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I, I think this is also coming. I think they're watching that Raiders team. Too many storylines, right? You got the coach gets fired. Now he's suing the league. You got Henry Ruggs, right? I, I, I mean. That's too much. It's it's just becoming too much, right? This is a, a lot. Yeah, the cornerback Damon Damon Arnett, who yeah, was you, threatening people yeah, you, on camera, right, and they had to cut him. Previous number one picks. So this is a lot for for a team to take. You got a Bengals team fresh coming off the bye. Raiders just got completely obliterated. Where their one area where they were holding up was in the back end, and they got completely exposed in the back end by Patrick Mahomes, and how do you get to bounce back off of that? Oh, you get Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. If That's great if they can stop it, but Cincinnati's healthy. They're coming in off of a bye. The Raiders just got blown out. Too many things going against them, trending down as far as I can, as far as it feels like to me in just about every measurable way, uh, other than Derek Hard, YOLO balling it, right? which you lost your best guy for that. So that's, you know, those rankings are propped up by somebody who isn't there anymore. So yeah, I I can see why the Bengals are a favorite in this spot and I'll take them. We didn't talk about the replacement for the deep guy, uh, Deshaun Jackson, who got in, ran his one one route, one route, got in, caught the ball. Yeah. For, and for whatever reason, decided to start running left instead of running towards the end zone and got the ball stripped. And so he's got the catch and a fumble on the, on the one play. And that was, I was vintage to Sean Jackson. That's for sure. But he, he was out to lunch on that one. Um, so yeah, things are not looking so, so hot for the Raiders. That's for sure. Uh, the, the post Gruden jolt is totally dead. They remember they had the little jolt after yeah. they got rid of Gruden and, Oh, they're overcoming everything. And, and they're going to rally behind their, their interim coach. Uh, and then for the Bengals, the Jamar Chase world domination uh, is over because he was carrying the Bengals almost on his back for those first few games. And finally somebody decided to start defending him and cutting him off and making Joe Burrow beat you with someone other than him. So uh, which one bounces back is basically the question. That's why I was surprised at the line because I would think that would be you know a bit of a cop-out line. But I think that's some recency bias, you know, the world watching – uh, Pat Mahomes destroy the the Raiders like that on national television, I think is what put that line where it was. Uh, it's not like they got destroyed by a bad team. They got destroyed by the world, you know, the former world champion and one of the the best to do it in, in Pat Mahomes. So uh, I, I still think uh, that L, the, the LV's coverage was suspect, and and I think LV's got some issues 
with that. And I think they might actually get run over uh, in this game as well, because this is one where, you know, you pointed out the Chiefs don't really run the ball great. They run it pretty good, but not uh, excellent. Uh, the Bengals might actually come in with a fresh Joe Mixon and steamroll the Raiders uh, on the ground before Joe Burrow even gets to light it up in the air and setting up Joe Burrow on, on play action. So uh, the Bengals could get the, the Raiders in a couple of different ways. So, yeah, I'm going to concur. I think the Raiders are going to continue to the roll downhill and the, the Bengals have a nice spot to come in and get, and get a bounce back win. Uh, on to the NFC West, the Arizona Cardinals visit the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the Cards are still 8-2, and two, but, of course, uh, people with the raised eyebrow after that loss to the Panthers. Like, they didn't just lose. They got housed. Um, Kyler Murray is, I think, going to come back. We thought he was going to come back last week. Yeah. We go into Sunday, and they, they wind up not, not using him. Um, he practiced again this week. We think he's going to start again. Tomorrow, we'll you know, wait and see, but looks like he's going to be back. We know New Coppins will not be back. They've already ruled him out. Uh, so Arizona, 5-0 and on the road still, uh, going into the, to the 12th man. And the uh, Seahawks, who are only 1-3 at home this year. So Arizona uh, is the favorite, minus one at Seattle. I have learned from my mistake. Put the star on this one. This is a contingency pick. If this is Kyler Murray, <laughs> Arizona's going to win this game, I think, hands down. That's the legion of room. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. But, you know, it's Colt McCoy. This is backup territory now. And now it's a different story because now it's the Seahawks and they're mad. They just got shut out. Russell Wilson's never been shut out. I think Seattle could take it out on a team that doesn't have uh, you know, Kyler Murray, who's been playing at an MVP level so far this season, I think Seattle can take advantage of that. But I think if Kyler Murray's there to steady the ship and run that offense and run around and make you miss and throw the deep ball, yeah. I, I think Kyler Murray, even without uh, DeAndre Hopkins, is good enough with, with Christian Kirk and the other guys to, to make things happen against a bad Seattle defense. But if this is a wounded Cardinals team without their quarterback, yeah, give me the Seahawks. So put the star on it. Contingency is duly noted. Uh, can Russ play better than last week? Could he play any worse? I think is the question yeah. there. Could he play better? Yes. That's <laughs> an easy yes. Uh, can the Cardinals turn it around after that Panthers game, or has the great decline begun? This is what Uh-oh. kind of scares me about that. Are they you know, champions. You know, there's the, there's that team every year that starts out so hot as a first oh, yeah. whole first half of the year that you're just dominating. Oh wow, that, where'd they come from? They're looking like one of the best teams in the league, and then you get to the end of December and they're out of the playoffs. I'm not calling that for the Cardinals, but I'm just saying that kind of has that feel around them that everything went like perfect for them in that first half of the season, right? Like everything they did, every style of football they tried to play, they played defense, they played pressure and, and killed the quarterback. They played aerial games. Through the, they played running attack with Chase Edmonds, who's now out. Uh, everything went perfect for them, and now things are starting to break down maybe a little bit. I'm taking Seattle, period, even if Kyler plays. Wow. Because if Kyler plays, he's, t- he's still coming off a bad ankle, so he's not going to be running around like he's the old Kyler Murray. He's going to have to work his way back into that form. Um, yeah, I'm with you as far as Seattle is desperate. They uh, need to come back after that embarrassment last week. They're, they're going to uh, try to have a much better effort. They're at home. They, they, they want this game. They want to come back and, and climb back into 
uh, if there is a playoff race for them, you know, Russ is going to try, you know, no matter what the record is, he's still going to play uh, like it's, you know, the Super Bowl. Uh, so I'm taking the, the Seahawks uh, to, you know, sort of a veterans win, like the, the veteran, the old time team, one more run, if they have it in them uh, to, to knock off the Cardinals. Who I, I'm not saying they're definitely starting that, that drop, but they might be starting. We'll, we'll see. All right, here's the main event of the week. The Cowboys and the Chiefs. Dallas is now 7-2. and two. Kansas City, with that win, is up to 6-4. and four. Uh, Dallas 3-1 and one on the road. Chiefs 3-2 and two at home. Uh, Amari Cooper's got the goop. Uh, he will not play for the Cowboys in this game, nor will he be available for Thanksgiving either. Uh, for the Chiefs, Clyde Edwards-Alaire returns in their running back backfield. The boys are, this line has been about the same all week, I, I believe, uh, plus two and a half. Now, they don't want to put that three on them, so Dallas plus two and a half at Kansas City. Interest, boy, probably the most fun game of the week, right? I mean, oh, yeah. number one offense against the number four offense. Uh, Dallas's defense at that Dan Quinn defense, right? They got that swarming defense. They're not letting people run a lot, but, they, you know, they, they can give it up a little bit in the back end. Now, how much is, are they giving up in the back end? Because they're blowing people up. I mean, Dallas has been just blowing people up. So why run the football? The other team has got to throw the ball. So sometimes you see those weird numbers, right, for these high-scoring teams where they're really bad on the back end, but that's just more a function of, well, the other team has got to throw to get back in the game and we're playing looser coverage. We all know how, like, Dan Quinn loves to let other teams get back in the football game. So <laughs> that kind of makes sense to me. The other the, the thing that's really surprising, well, that Chiefs defense is that's not getting any better. I mean, they took advantage of a Raiders team that's on the decline and they're bruised, and they're battered, and their psyche is shot. And I think they got to basically just scrimmage. They, they, they had a really nice practice in that game against the Raiders. Uh, Dallas isn't going to come in there and let them, you know, and, and, and let them do the same things to them. Dallas is a real team. Uh, I, I dare say Dallas is the better team at this point so far in the season. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I still need to see something from the Chiefs other than beating up a – a limp Raiders squad. Uh, the Cowboys are the more consistent team of the two. That's for sure. And that's even with getting beat down by the Broncos. They're still more consistent than what the chiefs have been doing. You, you have no idea what you're getting from the chiefs from one week to the next. Uh, I tried to keep this one simple because you could really get caught up in a lot of stuff. Looking at these two teams uh, should be real fun. Uh, both looked awesome last week after looking awful the week before. I think this is going to come down to, you mentioned Dan Quinn already, needs to put his defense in position to force Pat Mahomes to beat Dallas using anyone other than uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Uh, If you can make him have to go to Miko Hardman and Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson, uh, I I think that's your better chance uh, than to just let him keep going to Kelsey and Hill. And I think on the other side, Steve Spagnolo needs the right blitz at just the right time to take out a shorthanded Dallas offense uh, who's not going to have uh, Amari Cooper, as I said. I, by a very small margin, I'm going to trust Spags to come up with the D to frustrate uh, Dak Prescott and, and CeeDee Lamb and the Cowboys uh, I think being at home makes a big difference. I think I would probably take Dallas if this was uh, in in Dallas. Uh, but being uh, in 
Arrowhead makes a big difference. Uh, having Dallas a little shorthanded makes a difference. Uh, having seen Pat Mahomes go back to being Pat Mahomes uh, on Sunday night makes a difference, even though that's only one game. Um, I definitely would take Dallas if Pat was still looking like he was looking a couple weeks ago or he was double pumping and looking like he didn't trust his guys. But I think if there was a game where he's going to be able to beat the Cowboys with Byron Pringle and Miko Harmon, I think uh, this would be the one where he's uh, actually looked like he was getting a, a bit of a rapport with those guys last week uh, in Vegas. The Cowboys defense is better than what Vegas is putting out there. But uh, I think in general is going to be a continuation of what the Chiefs were doing uh, on Sunday night because it, it's so much about confidence with, with Pat Mahomes and that offense. Uh, and they look like they got the confidence back. Will it go on and on forever? I don't know. But I think for this game, uh, they'll be able to bring enough to, to overcome the Cowboys. And uh, I don't trust the Chiefs defense often at all, but I'm going to trust them this time to do just barely enough to get the win and, and cover the, the two and a half. They can win by three, and I'll get that win. Yeah, just the fact that that number slid to two and a half shows you that there's a little crisis of confidence, right? That that This shouldn't be a, a two and a half point spread. Yeah, I thought it would be there. Uh, I thought it would be at three by the time uh, the uh, by the time we made the picks. It's been two and a half pretty much all week, and it's still two and, and a half. And I'll send a memo right now to Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, I hate you. You know that. But <laughs> if you have any brains, use your running game. Use the uh, running we'll game. Use that running game, right? Bleed that clock. You know, use Zeke. Oh, man. Oh, the other the other kid, I'm forgetting his name right now. Use them both. No, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, yeah. Run those guys. Chiefs don't stop the run. They never stopped the run. We'll, we'll see how he, how he works that. Uh, on Sunday night, we got the Steelers and the Chargers out in SoFi. Uh, a lot of injury issues for the Steelers. T.J. Watts got a bum leg. Micah Fitzpatrick's got the goop. And Ben, we didn't know if Ben Roethlisberger was even going to be cleared from having the goop, but he finally got cleared today. Uh, not all bad news for Pittsburgh. Chase Claypool does return for them. Uh, Joey Bolsa got cleared for the Chargers to play uh, after being in a concussion, uh, or not being in concussion, but being in COVID protocol. Uh, Steelers are still five-point favorites, or uh Underdogs, I'm sorry. Pittsburgh is plus five at the Chargers. Well, there, there's there's two things I know. One, the Chargers will let anybody hang around, and two, the Chargers aren't trash. Therefore, the Steelers are going to win this game. <laughs> I'm going to take the Steelers to go on the road. Uh, you know, better coach against good teams. Not playing against the trash team always helps, and coming off of two really embarrassing weeks. I mean, with the Lions, and oh man, you can't be the Steelers coming off of those two eggs, even going on the road against the Chargers, a team who will let you stay in the game and not come away with a W. I'm taking the Steelers. They win straight up. They're too beat up for me to say that they're going to win straight up, but I agree with your concept in, in principle. Uh, if they win, it's going to be forcing Justin Herbert to make bad decisions. Um, it's a good team and it's a big primetime spot. So yeah, the the Steelers will compete. They'll they'll fight and I'm a little surprised that they're such big dogs even with Ben coming back. So I'll concur and take the points. 
And on Monday night, big points. Giants are three and six, and they are big dogs in Tampa Bay. They are plus eleven and a half at Tommy and the Buccaneers. Yeah, I, I see a lot of the a lot of the betting public and all that is all going heavy on the Giants. I'm not I'm not going there. I'm taking the Bucks. I'm going to give the points. This is Tommy. It's prime time. This feels like a get right kind of game to me. Uh, you know, just wipe wipe the slate clean. You're doing this at home. The Giants don't do anything particularly well. Defense gets off a little. Daniel Jones isn't going to shred this secondary. He's aight, but he's not elite, right? He's not great. So I think that Tampa can just – Tam Brady can go for his four hundo and pick them apart and uh, and sneak away with a win. I think it's going to be just over, you know, the number. I don't think it's going to be, like, blowout territory, but definitely get right time. All right, well, we are uh, in our after show, so my pick will be uh, on the after show portion. Um, ah, well, that went quick. I, I know. Uh, I'm going to take the points. I think the Giants have a chance because – You're loving the point. You're, you're the points man this week. You're taking <laughs> all. You're taking them all. Every big point, that's the way that, that's the way it's been going, right? I know. This, this season. That's how it is this season. Uh, yeah, Saquon Barkley looks to return from his ankle injury for the Giants. Uh, the, that stout Tampa run D has started to get opened up. Uh, as I was talking about, people are starting to uh, throw more on the, yeah. the Buccaneers because of their injuries in the in their defensive backfield, and that opens up the run. You yeah, that's Tampa run, run to open D up is, the pass. They've they've slid all the way to two. <laughs> but you know they usually won no, in like I, solid I one, like yeah, like fifty yards one. per game the last right. Couple of exactly, it's insane. You know, no, I uh, get it. Were, and they're giving up like three point seven yards per carry, and usually they're giving up you know two point seven. So it's, it's, I don't, I don't blame you for the pick. I'm clearly in the minority. Just looking because you know, on the covers page, you know, it shows you where the, you know, where the money is going and where the public is going. It's, you know, it's heavy towards the Giants. A lot of people agree with you. Yeah, this. It's hard to really pick. love Tampa that would, you know, such a big favorite after what they did against uh, Washington. So yeah. And the week before against the Saints, before the bye. Yeah, as, as you pointed out, they don't Two look eggs. right. They don't. They don't look right. But you want to get right. You're, this is a get right spot. It, it, you just lost. You know, you're the world champs. You just lost. You got, you got a bit embarrassed, right? Tommy had a bad game. Uh, you're on national TV. Everybody's looking at you. You do it again? Uh-oh. That now, mm. now you start to look at them and look, ooh, okay. Now Tampa's clearly going to run away with this division because there's nobody behind them in that division. Maybe Carolina? It just the door open up for Carolina if Carolina gets to six. You know, and Tampa's sitting there also at six, right? Maybe. Yeah. If Tampa somehow finds a way to just yak this one up, but they're still they're still too good. I mean, you know, sometimes that wins out. It should. They, they, they're yeah. clearly and class Tampa, of the division. Say whatever you want, and I'm you know I'm not Tom Brady's biggest fan. But this Tampa team, they go on these little runs inside of games where they just put up two three touchdowns. They did score it, it bunches all of a sudden, and games can get out of hand quick with them, right? You know, 
you get a touchdown, defensive stop. It just feels like sometimes with Tampa, when they're really on a roll, the game just snowballs out of control quickly. And I don't see the, the Giants are going to have to really ugly this thing up, I think, to hang in this game. And maybe they can. That's what I'm counting on. I'm counting them ugling it up uh, on the <laughs> well, ground. You know, you've got, you're the guy riding high, so you've got all the confidence in the world. Uh, you're usually uh, on the money or within one with our different uh, picks. Do you have a guess for, for well, this I, one? It's like, I guess it's like eight. It's a lot. You, you did it again. Uh, nine. Oof. Yeah. Nine. Right, that's a lot of games. That, that's that, only that five is. that we agree on. <laughs> Man. Man, well, you blow me away this week. You know, here you go again. And if you turn around and blow me away, then you're right back on top. So yeah, I don't help. even need to get them all back. I just don't want to give more ground. That's that's <laughs> it. I'll, I'll take five and four. I just want to, you know, need to stop the bleeding after last week. Yeah, that, that's fine. Don't be greedy. <laughs> I want to be yeah, greedy. I, I want them all. all. I want them no, all no, no, again. No. Yeah, I mean, hey, eight, <laughs> eight and I'll go eight and one. That gets us back to t- no. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because it just this week feels it feels weird. I have I don't have a lot of confidence this week. You know, I mean, you, games that we disagree on. I think that this is one of those weeks where I heard it a lot on the show this week when we were picking that we disagree, but we both each see the other's point. Right? That that's right. always that's usually more of a sign of like insecurity in our picks. Right? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Well, we I, I don't feel like it's going to be a, you know, a 30 point blowout. So I, I, you know, a lot of those games where I can see your side and I almost went with your side, but I wound up going the other way. Yeah. So it's not like I'm going like, Oh no, you're crazy. Or I'm begging you to take the other team. You know what I was goading you last week where no, this week it's like, boy. Yeah. I, I I get that. Or I could see that happening. You know, some of these games that that Dallas KC game, we could both see that going either way. We could, you know, it doesn't, you know, we could see Green Bay, Minnesota going, I think, either way. You know, there's there's enough evidence there. Um, you yeah, know, it wouldn't surprise me. We're, we're, I, I would say the games we agreed on, we kind of forcefully agreed with each other on. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're trying to stomp out the Jets you know? completely. Yeah, we're stomping out the Jets. We, we're both all over Indy, you know, playing that boring, ugly style of game, just sort of that perfect counterpoint to the Bills, you know. Uh, yeah, we're we're, we, we're making we, the Bills prove it. Yeah, show me. That's a show me game for the Bills this week, right. right after the, the games, the bad, the bad games that they've had have been again. Well, the Jacksonville, but right, you know, when they've played somebody really good, they haven't really had that step up game yet. That's what we want, right? Yeah, let's, let's see. Uh, we have zero confidence in the Bears. <laughs> you have less oh god, than me even so, yeah. Huh. Where, where we we both have the Bengals, I think. You know, so where we agree, that, that's I think stopping we're pretty stout. The Raiders, I think, more than anything. Yeah, but where we agree, we're pretty stout on, on right. the agreement. So it's just, yeah, those other nine games. Uh, <laughs> it, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of low confidence games. That there's there's I don't think either, I don't think we're overly confident in that New Orleans Philly game. Um, I have no confidence in that. I know, I know you're not overly confident with those points with Detroit because you know that could get out of hand <laughs> quick. You know. Yeah, it's just I, I can't, I can't take Baker and give 13 away. Oh my God, no, I, I, I couldn't mean, do it. I, I will say I, I have very low confidence. So if there's a game where I know you have confidence over me, I think that's your. I think you have very, I think you have a lot of confidence in the Niners. I, I think you're riding high with the Niners. So 
Yeah, of course. It's my narrative. I'm, I'm painting them as a rallying playoff team. Right, where I'm of painting them as a team that's about to fall into the trap coming <laughs> off of the – right? Yeah. That's where I've got them. I, I've got them coming out, you know, and Jimmy Garoppolo having one of those uh, Jimmy G games. Oh. No. <laughs> Yeah. Why did you throw it there? What, what are you oh, doing? he's had. We know he's had those. Oh yeah. You know, this could be one of those crazy ones where the Jags get like a kick, like a kick return touchdown or a block punt touchdown. This just feels like San Fran at Jacksonville is not a matchup that you see often. It just this just this game feels weird. A lot of Mark my words. Weird. Just write weird. This is gonna be a weird game. <laughs> Everything is weird. All season. Something weird. stupid. Some bad call. Some goofy special teams thing. Just something really strange is gonna happen in this game. Yeah. No. Nothing surprises me anymore in, in any of these games. Even if, even the ones that I have a lot of confidence in. Nothing. Would surprise That's true. Me. This has been a season. That this season has felt more like work than any season. Like usually, like this is a lot of fun. I don't mean us doing the show, but I mean just making the way through this year is I mean, not as much fun what you as like a normal what you NFL like. season. Yeah, this has been more of a chore getting through this yeah. season, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I love doing the show. I love ago. making the picks. Love doing this for a couple hours every week. But man. This year, these games, these outcomes—it's been like exertion. Can you imagine the guys that you know do daily shows and talk about this every day? No, what I'm having a hard time imagining is people who professionally bet on this stuff. Yeah, if you're ultra successful this year, congratulations! I don't know how yeah. the fuck you do it. Yeah, I mean, you're pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Yeah. Look at what you you just had happen. You have those three weeks (laughs) where you have where you're putting up threes and fours and fives, and then boom, 11. Out of nowhere. No explanation. You were due. That's what what the explanation was. You were due. (laughs) Just like when I had that run, I was due. Then just went right back the other way. Yeah, so many things were going against me early. And then last week, like I said, I, I I lost picks, and I still look back on last week going, I still completely understand why I made those picks. No. Yeah. And, then, it's... And, and the trouble is this week trying to not make the picks as a reaction to last week because sure. if I'm dismissing last week, I'm trying to be like, okay, keep calm. Like you, like you do, like this, keep calm. It's not the end of the world. You, you you know still think the things that you think about some of these teams, even though they they had a good week. You know teams I think are trash. Some of them are still trash, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And, and go from there. Like I have no faith in Washington. You do. <laughs> I, I'm staying with them. I'm sticking but you're with more the, worried uh, like with the potato skins, but, right? But but you completely said like, hey, if Carolina goes out there and they show that they're committed to Cam Newton and they let him just be Cam, they're probably going to win. Right, that pick was more. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. I'm, I'm just not going to pick yeah. a team that's trying to shuttle quarterbacks in and out like they're in college. That would be that would be weird. So I'll be curious to see, you know, if that's a if that's a fifty fifty split, I might agree with you. 
That's Matt Rule. That's the whole college coach and his college staff. They're trying to do the college thing. That's their thing. Uh, yeah, I, there's a way that they run their organization. There's a way they do things that it's great when it works, but when it doesn't, it's it's quite ugly, and that leads me to do things like call them frauds, I guess. But, yeah, I just don't like the whole two-quarterback thing. I, I don't believe in that. I, I don't I don't blame you. I don't think it's ever truly worked. I mean I don't I, I've been we've been calling out the Saints for the Taysom Tebow crap, right? <laughs> I mean And that's that's even more uh, egregious because that's Sean Payton I think thinking that he is the, the biggest genius in the world and trying to shove uh Hill into a role in which if you limited him to, you know, just goal line runs or Wildcat runs, stuff like that. But he puts him into like shotgun snap, 40 yard bomb downfield uh, type plays. Like he's a real quarterback and he's just not. Right. That's the, uh, that's the hubris of, of Sean Payton. That's where I have the problem with the way he uses Taysom Hill is, is trying to shoehorn him into real quarterback situations where if you just keep him in gadget shit, like, you know, Trey Lance with the Niners, basically. Uh, that's that's the best role for for Taysom Hill. For, yeah. for now, if I was Carolina, don't want to crap on my own pick, but if I was Carolina, what I would have done this week is a whatever you did last week, that do that again. Start PJ Walker, sprinkle in Cam Newton, short yardage, goal line, like 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 truly use his strengths because you're still trying to work him back in, right? If that's what I would have done again, I would have been like, whatever we did last week, we're doing that again because that shit worked. Right, and the best Cam Newton is the not trying to be an actual quarterback Cam Newton because that guy's not that good. Right. But my point was, if you're going to use Cam Newton, go ahead and, go and all actually in. use him. Because otherwise, yes, I don't you're, know. You're I, I mean, we don't follow. We pick every game, so we're not sitting there. We don't have people on the scene feeding us info. I don't know what the split went with. Like, if Cam Newton was running all the first team stuff all week, I don't know. I, I don't know either. I read what uh, Rule told the media, which is that Cam was going to take the first snap, and then they're going to go from there. Which, okay. which, which is so diplomatic, to say <laughs> the least, right? I mean, Cam could take the first snap, and then it's P.J. Walker for a whole I – mean, that could just be gamesmanship. I think that's and, and, Yeah, I think that's him trying to be clever. And, and trying to yeah, it's, yeah, it's complete gamesmanship, and that's it. We're we're gonna, you know, camp. They're at home, right? You know, we're gonna hey, we're gonna let Cam have that that first snap, and and, and yeah, he'll get the big pop. <laughs> yeah, Cam's and, back. Yeah, Superman. Yeah, yeah, big cheer, big cheer. And here's PJ Walker, and he start, you know, he takes eighty <laughs> percent of the snaps for the game, right? And the, you know, I probably maybe I feel better about that pick if it is PJ Walker playing the actual you know quarterback role um, versus a guy who, you know, was basically, we figured, on his way to being out of the league or a backup perennially. Yeah, a guy that you kind of don't really want playing your the, your whole quarterback role. But playing the Superman role, hey, that's wonderful. Yeah, so I like it. I, and that was impressive what they did to, to Arizona. Even a Arizona team without – uh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. That's that's still a quality team, and and the Panthers housed them. They did. 
Now, only time will tell. Was that some great play by the Panthers, or was that, again, the beginning of the end, the start of the decline of the Cardinals? I'm not saying it's going to happen, but just wondering. I, I, I haven't – I'm not seeing – you're seeing it. I haven't seen it. Maybe, you know, obviously after an 11-win week, you, you can see things maybe a lot more clearly than I do. Um, see, now I'm, see, I'm know, buttering I'm, you up now. I'm buttering yeah, you up now. Yeah, I see that. And, yeah. and that's why I'm putting it into it. As you know, I'm guessing at this shit just like you are. I have no I, idea. Yeah, I, I mean, we've even eaten a little crow about that Panthers defense. You know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, push the. I don't want to push the Cardinals into a grave and start scooping the dirt on them yet. They're, they're not dead yet. I didn't put them in a the grave. I'm just wondering. Okay. Are they you're putting them on blast. That's what you're doing. Yeah. No, I'm just. I'm. We've seen those teams. We've just seen them too many times over the years, where they, you know, start off four and zero, five and zero, six and zero. Hell, the Steelers last year almost fit that category, where they started so hot and we we're just like, mm. uh, uh, no. But I understand it's not the same because you <laughs> no, saw because the what Steelers, the Steelers wins were last year. Those Steelers wins last year were so unconvincing and such garbage, week after week after week. Right? It was just like really. I mean, yeah, you won, but, I mean, we said that every week. We haven't looked at the Cardinals, really, and gone, well, they won, but they didn't look very good. No, when they've won, they've looked really good doing it. They had one game, they should have won, that they lost, and vice versa. And that's and, and then this game against uh, Carolina, where Carolina just caught, obviously, you don't have Kyler Murray for long enough. It's going to get you, and it got them. Right, so it's not the same as the Steelers, but it's uh, similar to other teams where just everything is going right for them, and that's that can't happen all year, can it? Like everything, even the first uh, Colt McCoy game, and they dominated. It's like really, yeah. So just everything being you know perfect for them, everything going exactly their way. That that's the point that makes me wonder, okay, when does the slipper come off? When does the Cinderella slipper, you know, come off and then it turns into a pumpkin is is what I'm wondering about. Where I do agree with you is I think this season, and this is one of the reasons why this season I think has been so hard, is when you look at up and down through the whole league, every team, no matter how good they are, has, like, major flaws. Certainly. There There is no dominant team. You look at these teams, even these seven-win, eight-win teams, and you look at them, and you kind of go, well, yeah, but, you know, there's there's something about them that just gives you the nagging doubt, right? Arizona hasn't been there long enough. Um, is Green Bay's defense really that good, right? I mean, are, can they keep that level of intensity up defensively? Uh, the Cowboys are going to Cowboy, right? That's a coaching problem. You know, right? I mean, the Chiefs are just finally – the Chiefs are back in first place, and they haven't played very well at all. You know, Tennessee, we they lost their MVP running back. Yeah, or MVP, we know, you know they're so, on their way down. Right, yeah. Uh, every team in the AFC North has big flaws, and every team in the AFC North could win that division. <laughs> Drunk, I'm telling you. Yes, yes. And Buffalo – and this Buffalo-New England thing is getting really interesting. Scary. Scared of the Patriots. Scared of Belichick. They're like the hottest team right now. Now, you wouldn't really know that the hottest team is Tennessee. They've won six in a row. But 
again, yeah. that's the yeah, but team, right? Yeah. They won six in a row, but, you know, uh, where, where New England started off with a couple of wins like that and has now converted into just destroying people. Yeah, with, with no remorse. Again, yes. we saw it coming, though. We knew this was basically the trajectory they were going to take. Right. And, 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 and in the NFC, this the stat will, you'll love this one because I'm looking at the standings right now. No team in the NFC. Do you know what the longest winning streak is right now in the NFC? Uh, How many games has, it is? Has no one won more than one game in a row? Nobody in the NFC has won <laughs> more than one game in a row. Jeez. So, yes, drunk. <laughs> uh, just throw them in a bag. Throw every team in a bag and mix it up, and, and whoever comes right. out. The AFC, <sighs> five teams. Wow. Have more have have two or two games or longer winning streaks right now. That NFC, that's soup. That, yeah, would you can't go on longer than a <laughs> one game winning streak? <sighs> and, and, and the majority of the losing streaks are one or two in 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 the NFC, except for the Bears who have lost four in a row. Of course. Yeah, I didn't that's even why. Realize. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know how to how they won the three. Quite frankly. <laughs> oh, um, so who was the last team they beat? That feels someone, like you're in the wayback machine right now, huh? Yeah, somebody. Oh, the Raiders. It was that. It was that crazy Raiders. Game. Oh yeah, yeah. After all the was that after right after all the Gruden stuff? Yes. Was that that was right before it was Gruden's last game, right? Uh, it was when all the allegations, I think, and everything were. Right. It was right in that time frame, though, with all that stuff, and they were the Raiders were very lethargic in that game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was, that was his last go. game. I'm pretty sure. I will say their their four losses have you know uh, Packers, Bucks, Niners, Steelers. So that's not an easy schedule for a bad team. No, it doesn't get much easier for your Bears. I hate to say it, but and it, but you get the Lions on Thanksgiving. Oh, lovely. So uh, that begs the question, are we doing a gobbler, uh, triple gobble show this week? Yeah, I was I was going to completely forget to to ask you about that. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I'm fine. I'm game. I, I mean, I can do Wednesday night if you want to. Right. I believe that's what we did last year was. Yeah, uh, I mean, I work all day on Wednesday, but we're only making three picks. So, I mean, if you want to, if we want to do recap with the three picks, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what we did last year. So that's yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, so we can do our week. Uh, what is this week eleven? Recap this crazy week eleven where we're different on yeah, nine. We picks. can do our yeah, we can do our week eleven recap and then uh, do our triple gobble and then yep. just do our just do our uh, pick show on Saturday. Yep, the the abbreviated uh, football Which party actually works out a lot better for me because by Saturday night I'm toast. Yeah, with the the Black Friday and all that. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. So I mean, I'm uh, Black Friday. I will get up at five o'clock in the morning, and I won't get home from work until nine o'clock that night. That's uh, it was quite the day. That's that's two to days in one. Turn, 
to then turn back around, get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and not get home from work on Saturday until 7 p.m. So those you two really days, are gonna, yeah, you're going to be Christmas drunk for the show. <laughs> I am a zombie yeah. by that Saturday. Because everybody thinks it's Black Friday that wears you out. No, because you're on adrenaline all day, you know. It, it's the Saturday. Saturday hits you because everything slows down. All the aches, mm. all the pains, the sore legs, the, the scratchy throat from talking so much, right? That's when it gets you. It's Saturday. Yeah. Saturday is like the come down, man. So, yes, to, so to be able to squeeze in a, you know, to split those shows up into two this week will really be nice. That sounds good. So I'm all for that. So any, anything else going on or? Mad foot's been killing me all week as the temperature is oh, okay. going crazy and uh, back and forth. We, uh, it wasn't as bad as the, as the East, but we had, you know, our own temperature drops like, you know, 20 degrees between yeah. Wednesday and Thursday and whatnot. Um, in the East, they dropped like 40 degrees in one day. Yeah, I think something. it was like 19 degrees here the other night. Ooh. Yeah. That was a cold night. Yeah, this is, we haven't gotten there, but you know it's bad enough in the south when when you wake up and it's thirty three. Um, that's that's not something oh, uh, we're we're used to. You, you poor thing. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm a spoiled southern boy now. I've been here ten. You years are now. And, You've completely yeah. shed your your Yankee image. I cannot stand the cold. I hate it. It's it's crazy how. I grew up with it, you know, in 35 years of my life with it and yeah. uh, fighting fighting the wind and fighting the hawk uh, off the lake and all of that. And now it's like it, it gets to in the 30s, and I'm like, oh, it's too cold. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I live Where I live is colder than, you know, statistically colder than Chicago. And then when I lived even farther north from here, like we were getting oh, closer yeah. to like to the UP of Michigan area. Right, you've been you were up there. Um, mm-hmm. That's even colder still. Yeah, but there's nothing colder. Chicago when that wind's coming off the lake. It's there's nothing. Mother. It cuts right. I, I always tell the story about the day I drove from up north down to Chicago, and I left. I was putting gas in my car up north, and it was 33 below zero. Oh, I got to Chicago, and it was about 25 degrees. And it was about it was I was in Evanston, right? I was meeting the guys. We we're all going. I think we we're going for ribs or something. We were all up in Evanston, and we were meeting up. And that wind was whipping in about fifty off the lake. Ooh! And I was colder there than I was yeah. standing outside gassing up at thirty-three below. That's insane. <laughs> I was like, man, I wish that I was insane. home right now. At thirty-three <laughs> below sounds good. <laughs> Nice and toasty, yeah. The, uh, the thing the, you find the... out about thirty-three below is thirty-three below with zero wind. You can you mm-hmm. can you can handle that. <laughs> Just not for too long, but yeah. Right, twenty-five with a wind cutting right through you, where the jacket don't oh. matter. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't miss those. No, I don't either. We we both got uh, plenty of stories of that hawk uh, cutting us in yeah. half and. And I think back to one of the moves where I was moving uh, between apartments and the wind was just pretty much picking up my couch cushions and my clothes and just scattering them. Like, hey, well, yeah. some clothes. You were, you were especially because you lived down a bunch of the time, you were down by the lake. Right. That, that apartment I was moving into was literally like 
a block or two from the lake. So right. you get that wind those was... high rises and you get that wind tunnel thing going. Whew. Yeah. I'm glad I was a big guy because uh, it might have blown my person uh, around as well. <laughs> I, I was down in Chicago. God, you know, cute factor was a baby. So we're pushing her in a stroller and we're at Navy pier. And, you know, we were down there with friends and I remember we're walking down the pier and you remember Navy pier, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you're, when you're walking the length of the pier, there are these open areas like tunnels almost that go from the north end of the pier to the south end of the pier, right? Every so often where it cuts through and I get to one and it's so windy, right? I'm walking, I'm holding a beer in my hand. The wind whipped through so hard through one of these tunnels. This is how windy it was that day that it didn't blow the beer out of my hand. It sucked the beer out of my cup (laughs) and blew it into the lake. So I'm walking, and then empty cup, (laughs) just like that. The the hawk just said, I'm thirsty, and I want a beer, and I'm just going to take this. Thank God nobody was, like, it was was going north to south, and we were walking east down the pier. So so it's blowing left to right. Thank God nobody was to my right, because they would have had a face full of beer. (laughs) But no, instead, I'm just walking, and the next thing I know, I hear literally a suck, like, And I look down, and my cup is bone empty, completely empty. All the beer sucked into the lake. That is awesome. <laughs> so that's Chicago right there in a nutshell. Uh, and we have so many more stories just just like that, believe me. Yeah, I mean, we could just have a Chicago Memories podcast if we wanted to. I think we've done it enough here on this show. We we have we we could do an hour on the Chicago weather stories, just the stuff that we've been caught in. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, tornadoes, blizzards. It is, that is a unique city with that lake. You know, mm-hmm. it's such a unique city just just for the weather phenomena that you deal with. I mean, we we put the fog bowl in the hall of uh, infamy. Never seen anything like that. When it was just this one little patch of fog <laughs> settled <laughs> over the stadium, and just about that was it. Envelope the whole stadium. Yeah, you go a mile in any direction, either way, nothing. It was fine. They just but, right there, just yeah. right in. But yeah, so yeah, I get it. It's winter's coming. You know, it it, it it can definitely feel like the seasons are changing. It's trying to take hold. Um, we're still waiting for that first big dump. We haven't gotten it yet. No, knock on wood. Yeah, I think we had uh, last week when I was saying we had the thing going on where we had the storm watch or the advisory going. I think we ended up getting like three inches. Three inches here is like whatever. <laughs> That's nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. So yeah, I, that, I know the seasons are changing and whatnot. I just hate that my body is uh, letting me know that the, that the seasons are changing and, and, and the colder weather is coming. I know the colder weather is coming and, and rain is coming before the rain ever gets here. <laughs> oh, you got the you got the trick knee. You got the, the... I got the knee. The the today is the foot. Um, God, my I, I tried to put uh, I tried to beat it too. I tried to I knew the foot was hurting a little yesterday and it was hurting a little more when I woke up today. So I tried to beat it before it got 
worse where I couldn't move. I tried to put Bengay on my foot before I left the house. And then the mistake I made, I guess, after that was I, uh, there's a great uh, breakfast place here called Bryant's, but it's really popular. So if there's people in line, you might have to stand yeah. outside for a, for a hot second uh, waiting I don't to know get that in. One. Yeah, I don't think we took you to Bryant's. We took you I'm to gonna uh, have to, have to make a trip. Yeah, it's it's great. Just omelets as big as your head and uh, <laughs> you know, scramblers. You know, that's something I, I I know the wife has said in the it, it's come up a few times. Like, you know, we haven't been we haven't been down to see you guys. In a, you know, been down there. Like I've seen you at the draft, right? We're, you know, we're in right. Chicago. Like, yeah, we just well, you know since you know I had a built-in excuse other than you living down there when my grandpa was alive to keep coming down there. Right. You know. It's like, well, okay, so one of the reasons is gone now, and Memphis is not normally a, a destination place. <laughs> right. I don't have a lot of reasons, but, you know, my wife's like, yeah, we need to get down there. She's like, you got to go see Andre and Angela. We got to go to Corky's. That's always number two on there. Might be number one. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, and friend, Andre and Angela. Man, those ribs. I, I I understand. Uh, we uh, have discussions as well of, of uh, one day making our way to Cinder, uh, Wisconsin, but yeah. our issue yeah. turns into we use so much uh, of our vacation time taking all yeah. these trips that it's kind of hard to. We don't even I, we don't go to Chicago either to see my family. We haven't been there in a, a couple of years. Yeah, at least. I, I'm I'm still completely. I'm still not even sure. You know, like coming up for baseball if there's going to be. Like, are we doing this virtual again? You just don't know. Oh Lord, I hope not. I, I know that well, was, I was, it was unique. I've I've actually was on the uh, um, assumption that they're going to go back in person again because I was just talking to my wife yesterday about going up to Chicago, and I said if if we go because I wasn't it's not a hundred percent if they do have the draft that I'll be able to make it up there again just because of all the vacation time that we got reserved right. for uh, for next year. Uh, but if we go, I was telling her about, you know, wondering, sh- uh, should I, you know, drive my car or should I take a, a bus or a plane and try to get a hotel or try to stay with my uncle? Right. And so we were discussing those uh, situations. But, yeah, I was completely uh, under the assumption that they're going to do it in person again. That that virtual thing was – that was it, – it worked. It, it, you know, came together for that one time, but I really don't yeah, think they're going to do that again. As a one-time only thing. Right. I, I was okay. It, we right. made it through. I don't think doing it virtual impacted our season. You know, I don't think it was like, oh man, we didn't get this guy, or you know, we. So I, I didn't think that happened, but it was so weird. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly, uh, especially with everybody up there. It's not like everyone is uh, in different states. It's just you and me, basically, are the two. But all those other guys are there. So it's, that's true. I think much more uh, uh, on their situation is, is much more preferable for them to be in person. Uh, I think pretty much all those guys are vaccinated at this point. So I don't think it's a issue. Um, I, I think it's going to be something where they might discuss it, you know, in, in emails coming up soon, but I, I just, I bet they're, they're going to say, we're let's just, you know, get back in person yeah. again. Let, let's get ourselves a, a big open room. If anybody's really worried about it. Right. I, I mean, and usually the room's pretty large, and I think people's like feelings about all that has evolved to you get a bunch of people in a room that just doesn't mean everybody's going to get COVID. You know, we're, we're like we didn't know 
what we, you know, things have evolved so much, right? It's definitely not last year. Last year at this time, it was just completely unknown and, and you know. Yeah, you, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't make heads or tails of anything, right? Yeah, no, it's not. You had people on one side telling you it's not real. You had people on the other side where it was just fear porn, and it turned out the reality was, guess what? Like it always is, somewhere in the middle. And there wasn't a vaccine yet, so that that wasn't even right. an, an option. Right. So, so yeah, yeah I, it's I, a lot different I bet now. it's going to be in person. I bet it's going to be in the same damn place. I'm, I mean, I, unless yeah. that place is not having uh, open uh, people right. like if that again. they don't again, let us use the place, obviously, yeah. that would be something different. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know, yeah. the, you know, every, everywhere is different. You know, like I, I had to mm-hmm. go down to Madison. On Monday, I was in Madison, and I'm not used to wearing a mask anymore. We don't wear them around here anymore, right? It's no mandate. The the, the counties here, you know, it's all optional, right? And so I go to Madison, and uh oh, what's wrong? Huh? Oh, are you okay? Okay. Sorry, I did not expect my daughter to be up here. <laughs> Said her stomach hurts. She's not feeling good. So, um, yeah, I was in Madison. Everybody's wearing masks. I walk into the place. I'm like, oh, I didn't bring mine. Uh oh, you know? So I just kind of like shuffled myself because I had to go to a meeting down there. So everybody, they kind of shuffled us all into the back room. And they're like, hey, if you guys are fine back here, but if you guys go out there, uh, get out quick because they're like, you know, strict down there. Yeah. So, and we're not used to that up here in our part of the state. So a little, little, little different, like it, even within a state, how different it can be from, from county to county or town to town. It just shows you again, how there's, there's no standard. I mean, I talked about that when my daughter got it, right. How everybody got treated different. There was no like, right. okay, you're all, you're all home for this amount of time. It just became like a free for all. You can come back this day, and the other one can come yeah. back a few days later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is there is no no regulation to it, so don't want to don't want to cut it short. But I think I'm going to go check and see what's going on here. Yeah, no, that's understandable. Uh, so yeah, we're on for uh, Wednesday night, uh, nine yes. o'clock. All right. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm going to go see what's going on with the cute factor. All right. So you heard them, 9 o'clock Wednesday uh, Central Time, 10 o'clock Eastern. We're going to come back and recap week 11 and then get into our Thanksgiving picks, our triple gobble. It's that time of year already. And, boy, with that long uh, extended season, it's amazing to think about. we got Thanksgiving coming up in the, in, in the middle of next week, and there's still uh, seven weeks of football after that. Like, wow. So. This, this drunk season just continues on, and it's it's the longest season ever, and it feels like it too. But uh, it's uh, it's fun watching, sitting back and watching all the crazy results, and watching all the back and forth, especially between me and Jay and with our picks. But just in general, watching you know the NFL and watching all that back and forth, um, like there's really no dominant teams like we were talking about earlier, and. Uh, it's it's a different season, man. It's when when you got you know so many teams mixed up like this, and, and they're trying to find their identities and trying to figure out what they're all about and who's gonna 
merge forward and and dominate and who's going to fall back. Like we're just guessing at this point who's going to do what. Um, but it's it's fun to watch it play out. And we got our guesses. I got my guess that the Cardinals are going to fade out and uh, that the 49ers are going to surge up and, and we'll we'll see how that works yeah. out. But hey, uh, I yeah. actually wouldn't. I actually wouldn't mind if the 49ers surged up. I had them winning the division. There you go. So yeah. But not this week. <laughs> Actually, I'm not even saying they're not going to win. I just think the Jaguars are going to, you know, hang tough. Sure. Or that the Niners are going to play loose. They're going to Niner, you know, go back to being the, the the sloppy Niners that they've been for most of the season. They, they tighten it up for one game. That doesn't mean they're going to they keep did. tightening it up. No. <sighs> All right, I was just filibustering and getting ready to, to get out. All right. Yeah, no, I just uh, I actually had the microphone up because I was actually talking to, to Trini, and then I heard you talking a little bit there, so I wanted to jump back in there quick before you end the show. Oh, okay. All right, but we're we're done, done? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, he is Jay. I am Dre. We are finally ending the show, our football party, in much less detail, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it, and come back again Wednesday evening, 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern. We will recap Week 11 and pick the Thanksgiving games, and then next weekend will be the one-hour abbreviated football party because we'll do our recap Wednesday. So we don't need a recap next weekend. So next Saturday will just be straight picks for Week 12, and we will talk to you guys Wednesday night. Thanksgiving coming up next week. We'll talk to you then. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.